boner. Ow! It's podcast. I'm excited. Yeah. Lol. Real life internet drama. I've never played World of Warcraft. The tune, the sex appeal. Are y'all that low on energy? Come on, bring it. Oh, yeah. oh. We need so more seats on stage. Shut up. I already started recording the podcast, so um, Did this, you? this week we're going to actually have to play the theme song after that intro. So here's the theme song. Hey, it's podcast. This is, we can all this hear is this how we guys. actually do it. <laughs> all right, good enough. <laughs> wow, that was you know, a rocking intro, Gus. You know, w- once again, the uh, theme song somehow manages to disappoint. So, it's a good one. It's called Boner Sauce. Oh. Wow. <laughs> You'll love it when you hear the podcast. So we're recording the podcast for the first time in front of a crowd, and this podcast will be released on Wednesday. So if you're here or if you're watching on the stream via uh, our live stream, you're getting an advanced preview, and you're going to be disappointed on Wednesday. Yeah, please don't give up any plot points. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. Yeah, don't spoil the fact that Joel's about to talk over everybody. Yep. <laughs> and he's slamming the table. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Why we have so we have two microphones? So this is the mic for here, and this is the mic for there. But we have enough yeah. chairs for like eight people, so that's good. I need Gavin here to explain why this mic is my present mic, and this mic is my future mic. <laughs> he probably heard that. <laughs> he probably did in the UK. In so, the past. Do you guys know? You know, Gavin is not here in RTX, right? Do you know that? No, it's not, not that really. sad. No, not really. No, no. no. <laughs> No. Seriously. Like, the average IQ of this entire place spread across 4,000 people somehow went up 20 points by the fact <laughs> that he's not here. But he couldn't be here. We probably mentioned it on the podcast before because he has friends in the UK that are getting married. He does not have friends. What <laughs> <laughs> qualifies as a friend in the UK? It's like someone you've bumped into on the street. <laughs> but, the, but the problem too. is, so he's going to a wedding, but he's not even in the wedding. Like, being in the wedding, that might be an excuse. No, the, the, the problem is that he's not here. Yeah, but the yeah, wedding is you're fucking relevant. But no, no, I'm saying, like, the, you know, the idea of, like, maybe if you're in the wedding, it's worth, you no. know, missing the greatest event ever. No. Come on, Gavin! I'm saying he should be here right now. No, I'm agreeing, but I'm saying... <laughs> so why are you yelling at me? Uh, you guys stop agreeing right now! He just be here anyway. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the problem is, I told him, I said, I said, because he was, he was fretting about it for like six weeks. He's like, he kept saying, you know, I don't want to go to these people's wedding. I don't care about these people. They're friends. They're probably watching on streaming. How you doing? Your friend hates you. Um, and I, so what I suggested, I was like, hey, why don't you just take the money that you were going to spend on a flight to the UK and spend that on their gift? And then I realized who I was talking to, I was talking to Gavin. He's not paying for this flight back. He somehow saved the return trip that we did to book him to the U.S. He's now using that to go back to the U.K. That on us. So, so, this, so he's going to pay for his own ticket when we kick him out of the country later. Apparently, no. That now means he's now trapped with us forever because he has no <laughs> return ticket. Gus, what's more likely? 
that we would pay for his ticket twice or that Gavin would pay for a ticket one time? We'll pay for it twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bye, Gavin. I, I've never seen... I've known, that, I've known that idiot like eight years. I've never seen his wallet. Uh-uh. Does he own one? <laughs> That's a good... I've never seen him pay for anything either. Or... Why did that quiet everyone up? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're letting you speak. Uh, we don't want to talk it, over you, Joel. It's a lot more nerve-wracking when you're getting instant feedback. As Dude, opposed no to just... kidding, man. You know, we, we played horse live on stage the other day, and that was I, I want to play horse live nonstop now. We had Adam and, and, uh, and Rago, and it was amazing. Like, having, having 500 people watch you and cheer, like, that's, that's the did way it, to do it. Did anybody go to that? <laughs> then why are you telling them? Because they've all, they were there. Because this is a podcast, Joel. People are listening they to this in the matter. future. Yes, they do. <laughs> they yeah, Joel, ma- God forbid we tell a story on the podcast that the audience already knows. <laughs> <laughs> we only have like seven stories. This is like RVB, right? Seven <laughs> verbs, seven I, stories. I think that is the plot. everybody. Look. It's it's Mr. Monty Ohm. How you doing, Monty? Sup. So. Sup. So uh, somebody's going to have to say to Monty how the mics work. That's almost too. exactly how Monty enters a normal podcast, too. He just shows up. He's kind of slams so, down and <laughs> shows up. Busts the door. Well, actually, so since Monty's out here, we actually have – we were trying to figure out since Gavin is out of town and Gavin couldn't be on the podcast, how could we possibly replace him for this one special event? So we tried – we figured we had the stupidest person to come out of the U.K. in the history of the U.K. So maybe possibly we could get the smartest person – from the UK to ever come out of the UK. So please welcome Mr. Frank O'Connor from 343. So Frank, you have to apologize. We have beer. We don't have whiskey for no, you or fine. scotch. That's uh, your second racist uh, thing. <laughs> um, did anyone else expect Stephen Hawking after the intro? <laughs> I, I like to I like to intro Frankie whenever I can in the most hyperbo- hyperbolic way that I possibly can, so and, I can disappoint you all like roundly and seriously, right? Immediately, yeah. So, so listen, every time I do, we, we're at a party or something like that. I introduce you to somebody. I always say, "This is Frank. He's the architect of the Halo franchise." You go, yeah. "That is absolutely incorrect." It is absolutely incorrect. That's one, <laughs> of, one of the reasons I say that is because it's a total falsehood. <laughs> but then you never tell me what you actually what your title but, uh, and how you want to be introduced. Well, you first you turn RTX in a palace of lies. And and then, and then, I, slogan next and then I have to explain how actually unimportant I am. Neither of which I want to happen. So, so uh, I, I work on Halo All Up, uh, the 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 whole franchise. So I am not the architect of it. The architects of Halo are uh, back at Three Four Three Industries uh, with eight weeks to go before the game goes gold. Uh, and goes in a uh, RTM basically. So, so you're like the master engineer. Yes. Oh God. That's <laughs> a master engineer. No, the supreme like, commander of I'm, Halo. I'm like Frankie some is dude, master chief. Some dude exactly. from inside the Halo building. Okay. There we go. Yeah. That's how we'll do it from now. On. I'm not so, buying here's it. some dude from inside the Halo building. Everybody, please welcome to the podcast. So, so if I understand your appearance here correctly, Frank. And every question we have about campaign will be answered, right? Oh, absolutely. I don't even care anymore. I had, like, two of these fake beers. <laughs> it's a prop, by the way. This is, again, Bernie's, like, fabric tissue of lies so that he's that around right RTX. Because that's yellow. Actually, you know, I'm oh, that's, that's vodka, that one. Okay. Yeah. I'm actually one of the few people I don't often drink on the podcast until we get a tequila sponsor. Right. And then I drink too much. Oh. And that turns into the worst podcast ever. How long did it take you to edit every bump out of every table hit 
on that podcast? Uh, I don't know. Let's ask Lindsay. Then why are you complaining? Like any, like any good manager, I've delegated all the hard work. Yeah. So thanks, Lindsay, wherever you are. Yeah, Joel, you should understand. It's not really management. It's just an excuse for Gus to yell at the rest of us. And by the way, what do you mean it's it's great to get instant feedback? No, I said it's nerve-wracking. It's awful. Do You must not know what it's like to be on the podcast with you because we constantly get instant feedback every time we do something. But yeah, but the, the three of you assholes that I've known for like 14 years is different than like the six or 700 people that are out there right now. Yeah, the, 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 the assholes we met this weekend. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so... It's okay to like yourself. Um, so, is Lindsay here? Is she in the room? I think she might be at another panel doing something else right now. They're the my, my little panel. Right right? Yeah, the my little panel. Oh, well, you guys are missing out. <laughs> so, the, what, like, is that, what is that panel about? <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I have a theory that I think the audience is playing a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> I have a theory it's the one RTX panel that you're going to be able to get into. <laughs> they'll they'll have empty seats. <laughs> we also we, I, we left this out of the program because we thought it might be insensitive, but we actually had written in the original description of the My Little, Little Pony panel that at the end of the panel we would be locking the doors and gassing the room. <laughs> that, that didn't make it into the final version? No. That's really disappointing. I'm pretty sure we could take this panel can take that panel. There's more of us than there are of them. Numbers. Yeah. It's a numbers game. Yeah. So um, I had I had probably the creepiest convention experience ever right before I came out here on stage. Do hey, tell. I and was just trying to be friendly. I think <laughs> I hadn't so seen you in a while. It, it finally happened. He told us it was a Scottish greeting, traditional one. <laughs> something someone, about a bagpipe. Someone followed me into the bathroom to get something signed. Really. <laughs> Wow, well, well, what did you need to sign? Yeah. Wait, wait. Did you need a little Sharpie or a marker? <laughs> it was Mike from Maine. I was sitting there at the urinal. Or not sitting, I was standing at the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was there next to Jay from 343. And I could tell there was someone behind me. So I kind of look over my shoulder and there's someone there with uh, one of their Halo 4 posters and a yeah. Sharpie. Yeah. He's like, hey, can I get you to sign this, Gus? I was like... My hands are I'm kind of doing something at the moment. And he's like, oh, well, I, you know, I wanted to make sure I caught you. I said, you know there's only one exit to this bathroom. Yeah. You could have waited on the other side of the exit, and you would have caught me anyway. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but I really want to get you to sign this. I was like, okay. So I, yeah. so I come over, and I, I intentionally, without washing my hands, start going over to try to sign it. He's like, no, 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 wash your hands. I was like, no, you asshole. You came in the bathroom. If you're waiting outside the door, you get washed hands. Inside the bathroom, you get dirty hands. <laughs> Uh, so then I washed my hands I signed this thing And I walked out And there was a family there Waiting for me They're like Oh can you sign this for me Gus? I was like Oh thank you How courteous of you To wait for me Outside the fucking bathroom <laughs> And then Mike was unabashed Listen I just wanted Your autograph <laughs> It would have been funny If an entire family Followed you into the bathroom <laughs> Jay, Jay is that going to be An animated adventure now? Yes Jordan Set, set up Everybody, Jordan Swears, who makes the RTAAs. So, if you didn't come to the panel, this is Jordan. He makes the Rushi Dynamite Adventure. Hey, everybody. Say, say hello. Hello. Okay. Now, Jordan. Yeah, get off my stage. While you're here, though, I want you to see this reference. These are what arms look like. Okay? Not spaghetti yeah, can strings. Can we just put in complaints about how we're drawn? Is it like... Is there a form? <laughs> what the? What does a form look like? It's all lines. I don't know what you're complaining about. The difference between me and Gus is that 
they connect the eyebrow for Gus. <laughs> That's about it. I also have perpetually angry eyes. <laughs> Gus, you have perpetually angry <laughs> eyes. I don't know if you realize that or not. There was a, one of the first prototypes of, of that. Uh, Bernie was uh, drawn as a ball. <laughs> Which is like a perfect circle. Yeah. But then we got to by Pokemon. So it had to be more photorealistic. Uh, are you saying that the animated adventures are more photorealistic? No, I'm not saying that in any way. Did, not did, at all. Did you see the statue of, of Bernie that was made for the, uh, the, the side quest? Yeah. Uh, so Kayla Cromer, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. No, no. Let's not applaud statues of Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, Frank, do you know the story behind this statue at all? Well, I have a couple. I mean, a couple statues. Well, they're, bron- they're small bronzes of you, not bust. <laughs> well, but they're specific portions. They're quite tarnished now. I won't, go, I won't go into why. So it turns out there's a city in Tasmania. The Bernie Tasmania. Tell the story. I know. Here we go. <laughs> Where they spell Bernie the exact same way that I spell my name, and so they wanted Bernie.com for years. And they tried to get it from me and tried to buy it, or they went through a kind of a. Uh, they told me they owned it. I was like, no, you don't. So then they tried to buy it, and I said, I will give you the domain name as long as I get to keep my email address, and you erect a statue in your city square that I will pay for, <laughs> and it's me holding a platypus and hefting a can of Fosters, which I realize is a horrible mistake to say because yeah. nobody in Australia drinks Fosters at all. It's like James Bowe. Yeah, that's actually a lie. That's like saying that nobody in America drinks Budweiser, which is what people from like Boston and Austin say when they go abroad. Oh, we don't drink that. Well, the hipsters in Austin do. Lone Star is what we drink. But the other thing was that I would get to lead a parade down their main street, and I would get to to march to the the statue and make a plaque for what the actual statue is for. Um, Surprisingly, they said no. They wouldn't do that. No no to all of it? Some of that sounds reasonable. (laughs) Yeah, they said no to the whole package. Uh, But for SideQuest, somebody made a uh, miniature Bernie statue. They made that statue. And I guess some guys from Tasmania bought it, and they're going to take it to their... No shit. The City Hall in Bernie. And, (laughs) yeah. Are they here? Are the people here with the statue? Are you raising your hand? Is that really you? Do you have the statue with you? You split it three ways. So which part did you get the head? (laughs) How much did you guys pay for it? Oh, what a sucker. Wow. Wait, wait. You you, you split the statue? Like, like are you time sharing the statue? Or did you physically cut it? Get to the mic. Get to the mic. There's a microphone right there. So he said he split it $870 amongst three people. Where's Gavin for math on that? You you spent eight hundred and seventy dollars on a statue of Bernie? Yep. What the fuck right. is wrong with you? <laughs> and then Joel. after you got it, you split it up? Oh, Joel is super jealous, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's trying to figure out how to turn on the mic. <laughs> they, they flip it to on. If you if you want to make a statue of Joel, just like buy like a six pack of beer and just write Joel on it, <laughs> and then just right. give it to me, and that will work. Uh, so uh, one, one of the guys who wanted to buy it was actually from Australia, and um, the bidding started getting really high, and it was looking like he wasn't going to be able to get it because he wanted to take it to Bernie Tasmania since he's in Australia. So what I did was I came in and I said, all right, how much are you willing to bid on it, and I'll, start give, I'll give you the money beyond that so you can take the statue to Bernie Tasmania. And since the money's going to a good cause, I was totally fine with that. Yeah. Well, so yeah, you guys I'm, I'm, cheated. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> 
come, come up here. I'm going I'm to give you some stuff. We, we'd like to treat the statue like the Stanley Cup, so we'll pass it around. Maybe our, um, RT conventions will bring it, pass it around. No, pass it around, rub it on stuff. Yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, now I'm getting creeped out by this conversation. <laughs> come up here. I'm going to give you some stuff since you wasted so much money. <laughs> I've got a... Uh... Um, wait right there. I've got a uh, Master Chief avatar armor for your Xbox Live character. Congratulations. Sweet. No, hold on. I've got something else for you. You want a beer? Run. If he asked you to sign something. Well, I'm not going to give you a beer. I was just asking. I'll also give you one of these Razor Onza controllers. Wow, just like Santa. And one of the Razer Chimera 5.1 headsets. Wow. There you go. So basically, so all you this have to guy do, invested yeah. in the statue, and now he's got real stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it only cost him several hundred dollars for that free stuff. <laughs> and apparently a plane trip to Australia as well. It goes to charity. What's that? The money goes to charity. It goes to Child's Play, right? Right. So you cheated for the kids. Congratulations. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you can go back. Whoa. You just go back to Australia and tell everyone you met that you know there. Say you went to America, had a three-way with a couple guys, and it was all for the kids. Right? <laughs> That's the general gist of it. If he, if I, he, I think David Tycho would actually be happy to hear that. <laughs> like the five-second version of the story. That's, that's all you need. That's you all the pertinent information. All right, so anything happened in the news while we've been at RTX? We've been kind of underwater, um, you know, working on this thing. It seems like something... What's that? Higgs boson. Higgs oh, yeah. Higgs boson. We, we've got to talk about that. That's like got to be the most important thing that's ever happened Dude, in the history of humanity. Joel freaked right? out when the Higgs boson thing hit. I told him about it, and he's like, what? That actually happened? And, like, the last person I would imagine would be excited about science would be Joel. But he was going nuts about it. Are How you... is that not, like, the most significant thing ever? So, okay, okay, okay hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. No, no one say anything. Joel, what is the Higgs boson? (laughs) Tell us why it's the most significant thing of all time. The Higgs boson is what gets ejected from Gus's face when I punch it. No. (laughs) Just in your words, what is the Higgs boson? You're going to take me down, aren't you? No, no, no. no. You're, you're the one who said it's the most yeah. important thing ever. I know you it know. Is. Don't raise your hand. Right. We are not going to take you down. We're going to let you do that. to unify the model, right, of quantum mechanics. Go on. Right? Go on. So, so where they're smashing particles. If they discover, basically they can't find a Higgs boson. They have to find the byproduct of that by smashing the particles. And they found the byproduct of that. Am I, am I off base on this? No, don't, no, don't, you're don't, go. Do I get help from the audience? No. no, don't help him. You can't help him. <laughs> Joel has this look of panic on his eyes. It's like if you have like math anxiety from like the seventh grade. It's just like this is like math science anxiety. It's like let's put you in a room full of thousand people. And you, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm not wrong. <laughs> Frank, back me up. So, to, to where, you, as far as you got, that was a fairly accurate description of what happened. He didn't say a goddamn thing. No, he did. He said he said they were missing a piece of evidence to suggest that the Higgs boson actually existed, and that they found that evidence, and they're pretty sure about it now. 
So he just said that they found the Higgs boson. No, no, no. Yeah, they found the Higgs missing? boson's quantum skid marks. But he didn't explain what they <laughs> So they know <laughs> but that the Higgs boson is in the quantum model's underwear, but they have no direct evidence of uh, it. I'm helping. That's a, really, helping. That's a really good analogy. This is, this is so, I don't know why they didn't pick us to, like, release the news to the world. We knew, when, I don't think you did oversell me when I came out. I think, uh, uh, yeah. The I'm smartest like a, man from the yeah, UK. Exactly. I'm like Stephen Hawking plus the fall. So listen, I, and, and some Mr. Clean. I'll go all in here. I don't know what the hell. What is important about this thing? They find it, and what does it mean? It, I mean, it unifies the model. Hold on, right? she keeps raising her hand. You, you must obviously go to the microphone and explain what it means. You saying, Joel? It unifies the model. What model? And the what model does it unify? Of, the model of quantum mechanics has very significant uh, implications for string theory as well. It helps prove that model too. What Nobody's saying you? anything. Just talking. Uh, is your yeah. is your mic on? Can you explain um, it? It is on. Can you all hear me? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. From my understanding, the Higgs boson is a, a subatomic particle that helps us understand how other subatomic subatomic particles have mass. Because That's, right now, yeah, a lot of them, we don't know yeah. why they don't. And the Higgs boson is the key for us to understand why subatomic subatomic particles have mass. After the Big Bang. Yeah. No. No. N- nothing had mass, right? Right, and then the Higgs field certainly not came this conversation. After the bang, and then the particles gained mass, yeah. except for protons. Protons still don't have mass, but other protons, <laughs> other, other other particles. See, the the drinking doesn't help with science, people. <laughs> This is the part of the live podcast that I was really anticipating, which is when we talk out of our ass for like 15 minutes at a time, and you guys are listening going, shut up, shut up, shut up, you're wrong, and we, none of us in the room have any clue that we're completely wrong, and we just keep going, and it's like, we're right just by complete ignorance, it's like, mass ignorance somehow real, makes us all right. quantum physicists are super angry right now, but like, what are they going to do, really? Yeah, I mean, all, come on, bring it. They're also bad that we introduced you yeah. as the smartest man from the UK, yeah, probably. Yeah, tough. Yeah, you can't prove I'm not. You Except know, with a simple math quiz. My, da- my dad actually worked on the super collider that was in Dallas. The oh. one that they shut down. Yeah. yeah. So the he, one that they never opened. Yeah, yeah. They, they started to work <laughs> on it. Turn it into a they, 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 I think they dug yeah. like 20 miles of tunnel and then stopped. Yeah, wow. and then last That's I heard... a bowling alley. No, you know, actually, you know what they did? Because it was underground, it was tunnels. Tilt At one point, a mushroom farm bought it. How sad is that? Yeah, I, from what I understand, it would have been more powerful than uh, CERN, than the, the, the collider they have now in CERN. Yeah, it was uh, like four times bigger? Yeah, it was much bigger, and they were building it in the... This was a Cold War project, I believe, <laughs> wow. that, uh, that they had worked you, on. And then, I just uh, like that Dallas lost that, but they got a NASCAR track. <laughs> It's the same thing. They should have repurposed yeah. it. It could have been the first underground NASCAR track. <laughs> so is, that, is physics like the NASCAR of the scientists? Like the electrons just keep going left? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally watch NASCAR. That'd be the yeah. greatest thing ever. Imagine the crashes. Yeah, and then people looking for the crashes. <laughs> the same, exactly same thing. right. We would have gotten to the conclusion faster. Yeah. And it would be more entertaining. <laughs> yeah. But it'd be the Higgs Buick. So what well, is it? We can get weirder here on this. But what is it? Are they? they, they, they it's a particle accelerator and right. a particle collider, super collider. Yeah. What is it? They accelerate an electron, just one electron versus one electron. Two go know. in, one comes out, kind of a deal. <laughs> you know, is that what it is? They're, 
Please let Joel answer this. Dude, look, dude, everybody in the audience is going right. like this. That's not science. <laughs> That's not an answer. I don't understand what colliding is. That's the part I got down. But is it what? One electron? Is that what it is? Neutron. Neutrons suck. <laughs> Pick a side, you pacifist. Yeah, hey, get up to the mic, buddy. Whoever you are in the back. This is like a nerd ghetto version of a Prairie Home Companion. No, no, we do not talk about NPR on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we got the audience. I brought a banjo. I can do some folk stuff. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right, uh, what a collider is, is, and actually, uh, Monty, here's a good Halo analogy. Uh, a Mac cannon is, no, is a magnetically accelerated cannon. Right. Which, so it uses a magnetic field to project a projectile out and blow stuff up. So instead of that, they put it in a donut. And instead of giant tungsten bullets... I'm totally following this. Keep going. You have just one, two little protons. It could be depending I thought it was on your, neutrons. Everyone was yelling. You're going to piss off the neutron, neutron yeah. yeah. Frankly, they both have mass, and they both work well, depending on what experiment you want to do. Basically, you spin them around. That's why they have to be so big. They have to get so fast, nearly 99 point, enter how many nines you want, percent the speed of light. Uh-huh. And then, basically, they send them into another chamber, and that's where they actually collide. And where they collide are the sensors, where they pick up the various particles that actually collide and what happens is the smash and all these little particles and traces and so forth i mean it gets it's a little crazy i can't even explain it but basically thank you for taking a microphone listen it's still better than joel's well when you come up here you and the girl who was up here let me give you both on the controllers as well yeah, he, hey, listen, relating science via Halo, that's on my level, so I appreciate it. So what are we, what are we hoping to learn from this? We're going to get what? Okay. Am I going to get a teleporter out of this? Oh, I'm sorry, what? Am I going to get a teleporter out of this? What do I get out anything. of this? You're never going to learn anything. You'll get, you'll get stuff. You'll probably get, like, better cell phone reception or something. I'll take like it. That, yeah. Microwave faster. Apparently there's, um... Oh, nice. Someone said Mass Effect Relation. I brought that out. We're giving that away later. Don't, so ignore that for now. It's very heavy. Wow. Holy moly. Yeah, Is that heavy. part of the Hadron Collider? <laughs> Is that what they use to shoot them? <laughs> See, I just dig myself into these holes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> apparently, there are other dimensions. Apparently, mathematically, yeah, so there are other dimensions. Shut okay. up. Let him go. Let you know, him go. So, you know, when, Joel, when Joel was excited about the Higgs boson, that was the first thing. He's like, there's other universes now. There's other no, dimensions. No, no, no. Not other universes. Okay, please explain this to us. Other dimensions. So, uh, what's the difference between another universe and another dimension? I don't fucking know. What? No, because you, you were <laughs> very you clear right there. Jack turn on you. That's when you know you're fucking even, at the bottom. So, I actually know the answer to that. Okay, please. Well, it's boring, and I can't describe it properly, because you, you imagine describing up to some one of the flatlanders from the famous thought experiment. Uh, other dimensions are literally other dimensions in space, right? So you've got up, down, left, right, forward, backward. Right. There's another one. We can't see it. In theory, one of the reasons we can't see it is because they're very, very small. That's it. That's where we're at. Loads of different directions that we can't sense or see. But they, they have given and shaped evidence upon the very fabric of the universe. So, so how is this going to influence Halo? Uh, <laughs> how are you going to incorporate this into Halo 4? Yes. Uh, well, 
we'll go down about eight frames per second when we <laughs> when we add one. Uh, yeah. No, that actually does make sense because Joel is used to dealing with things that are very, very, very small. So that's helpful. You just sent me up with a, a small setup here, and I'm not going <laughs> to. Joel always tells us the jokes he's not going to tell us. No. So. Well, those are the best kinds of jokes. Those, those never bomb. <laughs> they, they never come out. Never right. They just fizzle. All right, so what else should we talk about, Gus? What else is going on in the news? Um, well, Any video game news that came out? I, I, I don't know. I, I, if it didn't happen in this building, I don't know about it. What's that? Spelunky. Oh, Spelunky? I don't know what that is. It sounds like a Minecraft clone. It's just off the... <laughs> Rogue-like cave-dwelling game. Uh, Rogue-like cave-dwelling game. Uh, the last... I would love that. Guys, what's it, Jack, what's the last arcade game you guys have been playing? Well, we've been playing Minecraft, like, nonstop pretty yeah. much for the past couple months. And uh, But, yeah, Spunky just hit this past week, or this past Wednesday on Xbox Live Arcade. It's one of the new 400-point Xbox Live Arcade games. Are you excited about that? What's that? The 400-point arcade games now? Um, I'll be honest. I've been so busy with RTX, I haven't had a chance to play a whole lot. I'm actually kind of, like, working my... I, you know what? i got to be pathetic here. I'm going to give up. I've been trying to beat this one achievement on Left 4 Dead 2 for about two years now, and I just got to give up and find some ringers because I cannot beat expert-level campaigns. I just can't do it. And th- like, You can do it? Dude, just stand up. I can't believe you have a jack beard. That is like the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Yeah, yeah somehow it being fake doesn't make it less gross. Somehow. I'm not sure. You uh, and Jack should make out. Uh, we should all take pictures. <laughs> how, do get, how do we get the... <laughs> hey, Bernie's like watching two otters go at it in the wild. <laughs> Where's Gavin? Oh, man. Turn the nature channel. Well, no, Bernie, the problem is... The, no, stop No, it. the beard hair would catch. Uh, oh, yeah, and then, like, any sort of hair. excess food... And locking. ...would lock like, together. Like, this is Velcro? Yeah, this is Like, if, like <laughs> Bernie... Like, Velcro, that's awesome. Bernie, if you and I were ever to get really close, like, uh, our, our beard hairs would slowly go towards uh, each other. Uh, kind of like... You know when, like, the aliens reconnect after getting to... Uh, yeah, it's kind of like that, where they're sort of building together. Uh, yeah, and it would, it would probably have this weird taste in your mouth that would, like, right in the back of your throat. Those are, like, a that protein. Uh, I had a, I had a, you know what yeah. actually, I was picturing in my mind while you were saying that, I was picturing like an avatar when they bond, I was picturing, I was picturing Gus sitting on the urinal, uh, as, they, as they slowly mount, you know, the stuff that grows out of Gus's face isn't even hair, I don't even know what that, it's like it's like a uh, like a scrubbing brush, like a scouring <laughs> pad of some kind. Dude, we got to do something about. There's too many beards in the company. You with the the Jack beard? Come up here. I'm gonna give you some stuff. What? No, really. What is the deal with beards? Like, you're Joel. You're even growing like the one you're capable of, which is like the Satan goatee. You know? Okay, that you is look the like a Klingon in the original the first Star Trek. Legitimate thing that you can make fun of me. About. No, Joel. That's not the first one. I don't know. <laughs> I cannot grow yeah. a full fucking beard. Yeah. I cannot fucking do it. I'm the oldest person in this fucking room that cannot grow a full fucking beard. Do you want to talk about it? <sighs> it makes me want to punch Jack every time I see him. You're like a Gia pet walking around. You like put seeds on your face and just like, what I've the hell? I've got Miracle Grow that I just add to it every night. Is it Rogaine? Are you, t- are you doing Rogaine? No. How much care is like 
involved in the beard like that? Not much. Not honestly. Like I shampoo it when I shower. <laughs> oh <Okay>. God. <laughs> but do you use no, conditioner? Oh God, that's like I'm being clean. Do you, with you use it. conditioner as well? I do condition occasionally. No, I just the old God was envisioning you in the shower, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get that. I get that. The, the hardest part about this bastard having a beard is like going out to eat with him. Because then it's like, oh, great, now we get to watch the food. <laughs> Ball out of the thing, there it goes. Oh, no. oh wait, no, so, I'll never see you again. So, Jack, what's, I'll never the, see you again. what's the oldest piece of food you found in your beer? Oh, God. I, like, actually, I, okay, I found some whipped cream from a, uh, a uh, milkshake the other day. I was the drinking other it, and day. I was like, and I was like no, no, it was, I, like, I was still drinking. This is how drink. you log it. I was still drinking, I didn't realize it was on my beer. And I was like, because you, cause you, no, you no, have. No, wait, wait. Okay, you those of you who have beer, it was in your beard? No, no, I didn't, because I can't feel my beard as hair, Joel. So, okay, those of you those of you who have beards, you know you add, like, an extra little wipe to your beard anytime you eat, right? You, like, you clean your mouth, and then you kind of wipe down. News so you, Jack, well, I do. I don't know about other not people. Working. So it's usually very clean. The wipe is not working. It's totally working. Get, get a brush or something. Can I, do, I can get a pig, leaf, maybe? Like, puff it out? Something. Light it on fire. <laughs> okay, so, you know, I hate to do this. Is Brandon in the room? Okay, good. I can tell the story then. Um, so you, you're, you remind me of something. I don't know if you guys ever noticed this before, but like Brandon always has like something in the corner of his mouth, like after he eats. Like he has one spot that he somehow misses in the overall like I'm I've seen my face wipe. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Do you ever point it out to him? No. I don't either. <laughs> I just talk about it in a room of a thousand people apparently. So and yeah. no one's gonna point it out to him. Not a single one of you is going to walk up and be like, hey, man. I bet they will. It's like the birds and the bees talk. What? Wait, how is that like the birds and the bees talk? It's, a, it's an important conversation that has to happen that no one wants to do. With like Brandon? <laughs> Who, what do you mean? So, Joel, what age do you think someone should have the birds and the bees talk? Are you talking about the kid? <sighs> Like, <laughs> why is it anytime we know. question you for further information, Joel, you just sigh and then get angry? <laughs> yeah. Joel, Joel, you're happy to explain the Higgs boson, but you won't explain <laughs> the birds and the bees. Right? Bernie, do you need a pamphlet? Uh, okay, Joel, let me give you a scenario. No. You just met a kid. <laughs> You've known him for two weeks. The relationship is progressing. At what point do you have the birds and the bees talk with this kid? <laughs> All right. Other oh, dimensions. Sorry. That was a story for Jack's beard. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> You look like Uncle Pedophile. That's what I'm trying oh. to say. <laughs> I was confused there. No, pedophiles don't grow their beard that long. My beard's about eight months old, so... Well, they give themselves away. That's why. The beard is slowly taking the shape of, like, you know, the bear. You yeah. see it? The pedobear? It's, it's the same color. Man. My, yeah. my beard is calico. Your so beard is calico. No, but, Frank, you see some white in there? There's, like, white and there's red and brown. I try not to look at your beard. No. Look into it. <laughs> Look, no. Can you find the Cheeto? Oh, there's, like, there's an old couch in there, and there's some like there's a skull. You want to touch it? No, I don't. You want to touch it, don't you? Yeah, honestly, it looks like pubes. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh. It, looks like a, it looks like an angry old man's pubes. But it's... Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Why do you know what angry old man pubes look like? I have to shower, too. Touche, sir. Touche. Is there a long-term plan for the beard? 
I, I think after RTX, it's like, this is going to be the longest it'll be. So it's going to start getting trimmed back now. But I wanted to, like, honestly, I grew it out for RTX. So, like, this is the longest it'll get. Because you guys always say, like, let it grow. And I said, all right, fine, I'll let it grow. And, and now we're saying shave it. Why don't you yeah, listen yeah, to yeah. that? No, now, no, I'm going to trim it. No, I'm no, not no, we're shave. not going let it grow. We're going let it grow, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I think See, they were saying let it go. People are wearing beards, ironically, making fun of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now we're just saying let it go. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Let it die. So you're going to shave it completely after no, RTX? No, 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 no. I'm going to trim it. I'm going to clean it up a little bit. Like right now, it's kind of getting out of control. So I'm going to clean kinda? it. Kind <laughs> of? Just kind of. The Holocaust was kind of bad. I don't know. Whoa. Whoa. Just saying. Wow. Just saying. All right, listen. Wait, 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 wait. wait. All right, but Bernie, yeah. we just found out you're part Jewish, right? Oh, God. <laughs> What are we segueing into here? You know, I, I don't talked know. to Frank before he came out here. I said, you know, hey, why don't you come on for about 20 minutes? Because I don't know if you know this or not. Our podcast gets a little blue. We literally just hit the 21-minute mark. <laughs> and then that we get that reference in here. We yes, talk. we just found out that we think that I am part Jewish. Yes. I, although technically by Jewish law, I would be completely Jewish how? because that's my which, mother. Which part? How do you, how do you What's that? Your which part? <laughs> What's that? On your mother's side. On your yeah. mother's side. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did... <laughs> he did that uh, 23 and Me uh, genetic analysis thing. Yeah, I had to spit in a container. So you and I both That's, did this test, and you get, the, like you, real you, get the, you get the <laughs> container, and you test? think, I'll spit into this, no problem. Yeah. Right. It's really hard to spit into that thing. Like, right. it, it, it's a lot more volume than you, you spit is less than you imagine it to be, and it's also hard to get it all into the container. How often do you imagine <laughs> the volume of your own spit, Gus? Constantly. I, I feel like I'm very self-conscious about my spit. Wow. Are you really? Yeah, I, I hate it. It drives me crazy. Does it not drive you crazy? Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, all the time. But tell me about yours I, first. I hate, the fact, I hate the fact that I can feel saliva in my mouth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, this is something that's going to stick yeah. with you. It's like, really disturbing. Like, what's no. you conscious of it? No, I mean, if you think about right, it, like, yeah, it's like spit. It's, Somebody spits on the ground, and they're spitting, and it spits, 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 on the ground. It's gross. Okay, that shit was in your mouth. Right. It's all, all the time. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. <laughs> Frank's ejecting. So, <laughs> I'm putting on a disguise so that nobody back at Microsoft knows I was on there. That's a good call. Do you want a fake beard? We have a fake beard in the audience. We can throw on too if you want. No, I can grow one like a real man. <laughs> right now. Oh. Wow. I'll just, I'll just start straining. Wow. <laughs> That's okay. I don't, mind, I don't mind taking it from Frank because Frank's a real person. <laughs> There's the people on this panel. Who the fuck are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yep, listen. Your friends. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, listen. All right, listen. Why don't we do a deal no. where everybody at the effing company? I stop it. You listen. Everybody at the company. He, he just, he's not letting you talk over him. Did you realize what he just I, did? I literally don't have a microphone in front of me. He told me to stop. All right, listen. You're not listening. All right, everybody at the company. Tuesday. What? Shaves their beards. Okay. All right. I'll be in San Diego. You guys have fun with that. <laughs> No, that, that's, so that's the worst thing, man. So I, I'm, I've been killing myself here at RTX. I go to work on Monday, cut the horse we shot yesterday, awu, and then I fly out on Tuesday to go to Comic-Con and go work at another convention. <laughs> well, I know, boo-hoo, right? Yeah. Oh, boo-hoo, oh. fucking you. No, he, he's right. I'm going I'm to Comic-Con on Wednesday, and it's, it is hard. It's, it's legitimately hard. Yeah. Hey, hey, Gus. Gus. Yeah. What's yeah. up, what's Gus. up Monty? I've been meaning to ask you, what hotel do we got? No, what, no. Do you want me to say here? <laughs> <laughs> can, can we talk about Monty missing his flight at PAX? Because Monty and I were in that same flight. We've talked about that on a podcast before, Monty. What are you talking about? What? What? 
I think Jack is just trying to get away from the fact he just complained about between two major cons that he gets to go to, he has to play video games for a day. That's his big complaint. In life. I think the beard oh, is starting to work for the brain. Oh, Bernie, look what just arrived on the stage. Oh, the, here's the Bernie statue. Oh, my God. Oh, is it on camera? Yeah. It's beautiful. Now, Jordan, you'll be happy to know it has RTA arms. Now, is the statue part Jewish? <laughs> Joel, do you want to check? <laughs> so this will make its way to uh, Bernie Tasmania, and uh, hopefully we'll find a place in the mayor's office somewhere. It's a different mayor than the one I was talking to. Uh, that that bitch didn't get reelected. <laughs> she should have. Uh, she should have known better. But uh, so we'll see. I just I guess have to write up a plaque for it for the purpose of the statue. I mean, Thanks, they, guys. They, they should go down there and then take that little thing and then tape it, like duct tape it to the other statue <laughs> and take a picture, right? No, show the platypus. The platypus. platypus. I think it's a, it's a dead platypus. The thing is, like, like, no, it's, yeah, it's. Uh, you meant a live one, right? Just, a sad platypus. <laughs> it's asleep. They're nocturnal, right? Apparently that platypus went to one of our. I don't know, but no one else going to contest me. Okay, you know Australia is such a messed up place that we learned when we were down that there that even the platypus is poisonous. It seems like this cute little hybrid animal we all make fun of. Doesn't that have like weird barbs in its gums or it has, some sort of venom? It has one barb. It's like the yeah. guy from Assassin's Creed, yeah. and it like it, it like hook you with that barb and poison you. Yeah. Bernie, so. we also talked about this. What's that? We also talked about this before. Oh, so the person over there knew that. <laughs> Are you from Australia? You're lying. She's the platypus expert. <laughs> Can the platypus go into other dimensions? All right. Uh, I'm, for the record, I'm giving the guys who the other guys who bought the uh, statue some Chimera and uh, Anza controllers. Okay, let's try something a little different. We normally never try this, but we're actually kind of looking forward to it because. As you may have heard, uh, we're in the process of turning the podcast uh, into or adding – in addition to what we do now, we're going to add a live streaming component to the podcast. We're building a set back at the studio, and we're probably going to start that – as soon as Gus gets some free time after RTX, we'll get that whole thing started. And yeah, well, the, the process is technically started. Yeah. We, uh, we have a set, and uh, we have uh, – like we built, we built an infrastructure to do all of it. Now we just actually have to do it. Do it. It's like when we started the podcast, we recorded like 10 before we put the first one out, I remember. Yep. We just gave up on it. So as part of that, uh, it's going to give us the opportunity to maybe have some interaction with the audience on the fly, whether people can call into the podcast as they're listening to it live or chat in or something like that. So in that Like spirit, car talk? Like, yes. <laughs> yes. And like, wait, wait, don't tell me. And every other goddamn government-funded thing that beats us on iTunes. Uh, so if you guys want to, you can line up at the mics, and we'll start to take some questions. Yeah. But i got to warn you, we might pull eject on this process pretty quickly. Yeah, we also, if uh, anyone's on the stream, they can also maybe send some stuff uh, as well. No How questions about the platypus. How would the people on the podcast or on the stream, would they send us questions? I'm watching it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds good. So why don't we start over here? Hi. Um, so I have uh, two questions. One is... Oh, I only get one? Okay, then. I have one. No, 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 no. You, you, we are in a legal contract. You are committed to two questions, sir. Right. No, but I only have one counts as a question. No, that's not... What? That's not a question. You okay, only get... Qu question one. And one question statement. one is, how come Jeff's never on the podcast? Yeah. How come... So we got we got asked this just about every panel that we did with Jeff, and he was saying that he's so busy with Achievement Hunter 
that those guys keep him busy constantly. He's got eight employees that he manages, and that takes all of his time. And he's got the worst employees in the company, to be honest with you, <laughs> one of which is right there. Um, so, so that's it. I can tell you from a personal level, I've taken breaks from the podcast as well. Um, the podcast is way – Like this one, right? Yeah, right. Um, the, the podcast is way different from any other thing that we do because it tends to like – like bleed into your personal life and your personal stories, and there's been times where I just have not wanted to do that. So I mean, oh, you've had problems with personal things in the podcast, Bernie. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> really? You've had issues with personal things in the podcast? For the record, I sat on your personal thing. <laughs> so your personal thing ended up on my ass. Yeah. Is your personal thing a urinal? No. It was. It was, oh, no. it was a flesh Frank, Frank, don't ask. Frank, don't ask. Uh. <laughs> We would like to keep the Halo contract as long as possible. But let's segue oh, into something else. That. Yeah. So the uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's one of those things where I've, I know I've taken a break uh, from the podcast before, just because like yeah, maybe I don't want to talk about personal stuff on an ongoing basis. So, but we had, did have a strategy for getting Jeff back on the podcast, which worked with Jack. Which is we can just talk shit about Jeff for a couple weeks until he has to come back on and defend himself. So <laughs> that's our new strategy. What was your second question? And my second question is, will there ever be a DayZ podcast in the style of the Left 4 Dead podcasts? We're hoping so. Uh, there, okay, I, can, can I say, so Achievement Hunter, we are also building a live streaming set, kind of like the uh, the podcast set, and we're going to be doing live Let's Plays in, in DayZ and other PC games, so that's being built. So, well, For the record, we're going to do it first on the podcast, yeah, <laughs> awesome. like so, we already did with our previous ones before Let's Play. <clears throat> <laughs> The original so Drunk Tank it'll, production. It'll mostly, it was most likely end up as a podcast thing, but it's going to be a test for the, the Achievement Hunter live stream stuff as well. So, yes, there will be Daisy stuff. And the cool part of it, too, is we think it's a lot of fun to actually see the guys that are playing the games, too, not just hear them yakking over the gameplay. So, was it interesting, you know, you asked about Daisy. Was it interesting seeing people play Daisy on the stage? It's one of the reasons we programmed it. We were curious to see how it played in front of a crowd of people because it's a very slow game, yeah. but it's very suspenseful as well. I didn't get a chance to see it, actually. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, good. People like You're it. just going to make him mad. You're just going to make him mad. Go ahead. Okay, so um, I was working at the Immersion Museum all weekend, and it's been awesome. And I saw on Twitter that you guys are doing a second season. Yeah. And I was wondering, did you guys pick um, Michael and Gavin specifically to optimize the angriness and stupidity on the show? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a great question. I think it's nail on the head, actually, yeah. is what that is. I think, yeah. The short answer is yes. Uh, uh, but, yeah, the, the best thing is we love making immersion, uh, and it's a lot of fun to do. In fact, it's the probably the most fun we've ever had to shoot was the video game car that we made because we shot for six hours with it, and then we stayed out there for like two or three hours just driving it. Burn, to make burn, sure everybody... burn. Video game helicopter. What's that? Video game helicopter. I love it. <laughs> uh, that's, what we, that's one of the things that actually came up, Monty, is we thought... You know, that when you play like a Grand Theft Auto or Saints Row kind of a game, you just jump in a helicopter and you can fly it. So we just throw Gavin in the helicopter <laughs> and say, How hard could it be? Go. What's yeah. Uh, do, you, but, do you remember when Monty, okay, so Monty just started at Rooster Teeth when he was on the immersion thing. Like he, he was one of the uh, Yakuza, right, Monty? That's, that's right. And um, do you remember before, like, when we were in between filming scenes, Monty was sitting down with his, his head on his hands with music blaring? So loud that we could hear it. He was like he had, he had like earphones in, and we could hear him. And he was asleep. No, you I remember, remember that? that. Yeah, season, yeah, you remember that, right? That was our season. Eight. How can you hear anything? Uh, that was our first sign. But so. yeah, so so we love it. And the best thing is, you know, if we can use 
Michael and Gavin as our lab rats, it's like we get a lot of fun adventures. And then as a bonus, at the end of the season, Michael and Gavin are dead. So that's good. <laughs> or they kiss. <laughs> so, but you don't know what it's going to be, right? Very exciting. So there, there's, a, there's a, a good question in the stream here for you, Bernie. Yeah. Would you ever get Jordan's hot sister for a cameo in Red vs. Blue? What an interesting question. Wait, wait, wait. No. That was asked by Lone Stark in the, uh, in the chat. Someone's very excited about that. Yeah, Stalia agrees that Jordan has a hot sister. No, it's my goal in life just to, for the RT Animated Adventures that if I talk about Jordan's hot sister enough, he then has to sit down and draw his sister as hot as possible, which is kind of gross. But <laughs> we're trying to make it happen. So. I've she just animated that. She just updated her uh, Facebook status to in a relationship. And I'm like, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to dislike you, that. You, so. you, 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 you got to make it, it's complicated. What's that? Hey, <laughs> Once it gets complicated, then yeah. is, 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 is the guy on Facebook? Uh, what's his username? No, let's not do that. Let's not do that. In fact, I'm even remiss to bring this up, but fuck it. Um, who is the jackass? On the podcast, which one of us talked about signing people up for mailing lists? Oh, God. Who did that, Gus? No, why? You're bringing it back up. Because I want to talk about it. And my email address is already destroyed now from this. So ever since... Was it you, Jack? No, I think Gavin brought it up because I mentioned Gavin's email on the uh, that the show we shot at... Or the thing at E3. Because I replaced my email with his on yeah. the Mega64 thing. They know, yeah. And so I think Gavin brought it up. So I've been signed up for like every Christian Bible study mailing list on the internet. I, I was having a really hectic day a couple weeks ago, and I was really trying to use my email. And but, while I was trying to receive these very important emails, someone signed me up for 150 mailing lists. <laughs> like, what is this person's life that they have the time to find all these mailing lists and type my email? It wasn't a bot. <laughs> like, they were finding these lists and sending me shit. You know, I didn't like it, but hearing it happening to you, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, but, dude, <laughs> I don't know. Do you I, think it was Gavin? No. Gavin's no. not smart enough. <laughs> he no, because he, like, he set it up. He said, oh, I'm the dumb guy. I uh, set it up on the podcast, and then he goes to work. Yes. Yeah. It would either take intelligence or effort, <laughs> so it definitely was not Gavin. <laughs> So uh, I was on Reddit, on the uh, Rooster Teeth subreddit, and I found a picture of Gus, Matt, and uh, Jeff from 2001 E3, and I wanted to show it to you because it's pretty funny. Yeah, is there any, can we pull this up? Can we show it? No, we here? don't have any video hookup here, but I, bring, bring it up here and we can maybe turn it to the camera or something. Okay, so listen, so I know the picture that you're talking about because there's a couple different pictures from here. And <laughs> I, I'm not in the frame, I'm probably off frame. Let me, let me see it first. Let me see it first. In, in that particular angle? <laughs> So it's a picture of we, we were with Drunk Gamers and Matt lived in LA at the time and so we went out to E3 in May of 2001 and there was just a random picture of us. There's actually a couple of them that were snapped. There's Gus. He's yeah. wow. Oh wow, that is. <laughs> it's like he he has no hair on his face. He just has the eyebrow. That's it. Um, here, figure out a way to show that. So here's here's really the crazy thing about that Gus, though. Turn around. No. Is. The crazy thing about that is, were you wearing a Hawaiian shirt in that, by the way? Yeah. You, look, uh, you remember I used to wear Hawaiian shirts? Yeah, you look like a character from Breaking Bad in it. But uh, <laughs> the crazy thing about that is, like, I'm just off frame in that photo, but there's other photos that that same person took. And it's actually, the weirdest coincidence about that is that we're waiting in line to play a game that we'd never heard of before called Halo. 
And so it was right before we played Halo for the first time at E3 in 2001. So that's a wow. really crazy coincidental photo. Another circle is complete. Right. <laughs> and oddly enough, a, a baby Gavin is in the background of it. So. <laughs> and then we all got married. <laughs> and then we crashed the plane. Um, oh, I want to talk about this thing real fast because I'm going to give it away okay. while we're recording. Are you going to give it, it away to me because it's actually pretty but, cool? Can I have it? What'd you say? Yeah. You can give it to me. Gus oh, yeah. <laughs> just grunted when he picked that up, by the way. <laughs> Oops. I, I took off a piece to turn the lighting on. I'll it's a, a yeah, it's a it's made by it's a company called Triforce. It's a replica of an M8 Avenger from Mass Effect. Um, it's really heavy. I th- I, be- I, be- I believe it was a limited edition of five hundred, and this is number fourteen out of the series. Um, and, that, and that's actually fully functional, right? <laughs> we, uh, it's really heavy. I believe when this thing, they, they, they don't sell it anymore. When it was for sale, they sold it for $650. And they um, sold most of them to the Iraqi We, we army, sent right? someone down the line while y'all were waiting in line talking Political to people. Body, yeah. And uh, they, they picked someone. Hey, Gus, is that heavy? It's really heavy. Okay. So wait, wait, I'm sorry. What did you say? They picked somebody yeah, for what? Yeah, I sent someone down the line to talk to people who were waiting in line to come into this panel. Okay. And they picked three people. Okay. And one of those people is going to win this. All right. That is fucking awesome. And that person is Sean Mitchell. Sean Mitchell? Are you st- yes. <laughs> yes. He literally said, oh, my God. And then stood up. Are you a member of the Iraqi oh. army? <laughs> uh, no, it's just the uniform. I plan to join next year. <laughs> the so wait, 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 so wait, 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 wait. So you're wearing a military uniform? Can I, can I have it when you're... No. All right. So you're not actually in the military? Not yet. No. Not yet. Don't wear that to your recruitment appointment because they might get a little freaked out by it. Just so you know. So where do you get a military or uniform? you could and just start ordering people around. <laughs> Or you could do what Dan did when he came to work at our last company, which is just show up and say you're part of it. I wonder if you could do that at the army, just like show up I to think basic that's training. That's a recruiting policy. I did not say it was the heaviest gun in the world. I just said it was Looks fucking like we heavy. Got a badass here. Don't make me take the goddamn prize back. <laughs> <laughs> Gus is not saying it wasn't heavy, but I watched him struggle with it. He had to brace it on his leg and, and it like. <laughs> I'm not a strong man. You saw, like the animated adventures or stick arms, it's like pretty practical. There's like a bead of sweat here on you. Oh, shut the hell up. This from the guy who sweats eating fried chicken. I resent that. I'm in no mood. <laughs> Alright, we over here? Oh. My friends and I were hoping to start up our own machinima series and we were we were wondering if you had any pointers on how to make it better. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Yeah. How to make it better? How to make it good. Okay, how to make it good. Did you make it bad? <laughs> okay, first Not of all, yet. you need to get better at promotions. <laughs> that would be my first thing. So, so, tell you what. If you put it online uh, and then send us a link, uh, I can promise to you that we'll... Gavin at RoosterTeeth.com. <laughs> Again, that email is Gavin at RoosterTeeth.com. I'll, I'll make you a deal. I'll make you a deal. We get, we'll give you honest feedback. Send us a link, and we will watch it on a podcast and give you real-time feedback on it. How does that sound? Okay. Yeah. Don't cheer for him. Don't yeah. say, oh, wow, that's going to be brutal. <laughs> You're clapping now. Just wait. What's it about? Your Machinima series. 
What's your decision? I know. I'm sorry. Um, What's that? Um, I think we see what the yeah. problem yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need a plot and some it, characters. Um, this uh, band of soldiers is uh, in um, a, a canyon. Uh, we uh, <laughs> go on. Excuse me, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. What uh, what game are you using to make your Machinima series? Halo Three. Oh, there we go. Uh, no, yeah. uh-huh. You'll be hearing from multiple legal departments shortly. <laughs> hey, can you do me a favor? Can you hire Joel? <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, send us a link and we'll take a look at it. We'll take a look at it and we'll we'll review it on the podcast. All right. So, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I uh, just had a great weekend and I was wondering what we'd be doing different for our next RTX. Um, opening this wall was a great idea. Yeah. So. Um, on paper... 4,000 people is a lot bigger than you think it is in your head. <laughs> on, on paper, wait, it's wait, bigger than your head? I'm sorry. In, no. in, in practice. I'm really drunk. Um, <laughs> in practice, in person, it's a lot bigger than you think it is when you're imagining planning an event. So we'll, we'll have bigger spaces in the future. Yeah. Yeah, so... Just to give you a little bit of perspective, the the portion of the convention center we're using is actually what they call the small end of it. Like, South by Southwest is held here every year, and this is the part of the convention center they don't use, right? Yeah, it's like nothing. This is a, it's weird, because this is the front of the convention center with the cool foyer and all that, but they've even blocked that off for, for our event. Like, they don't ever use that one rotunda or whatever the hell they call right. it. I've never seen that part of the convention center before our event. Have you? No. <laughs> it's like the fancy part, yeah, 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 but this is the main entrance. So we got the ability to grow like all throughout this thing, and I think we'll take advantage of that next year. Yeah. How, let me ask you. Ask you, as a you know, show a sign here, how many of you think you'll come back for RTX 2013? All right. I want to see that one guy. The one guy's like, fuck yeah. this, I'm not yeah. coming back. What's that guy's problem? He's like, No. <laughs> Here. All right, yeah, I'm Franz Garfunk from New Jersey. Uh, I would just I heard some uh, rumors going around that I never heard before. Uh, are you guys planning on doing a full-length movie? Uh, we always have that plan in the works, but yeah, we have do have a couple different properties that uh, we have been developing over a long period of time to make a new movie. Uh, all usually comedic stuff, and the stuff we're working on now is like another stair step, stair step towards that. As we do like longer series that are live action, since we moved away from the short. So yeah, that's always on the roadmap somewhere. The Is movie's called Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Break It Bruce. Oh, Break It Bruce. We've been over this. So yeah, it's always in the works. All right, thanks. Um, I know Gus already shared um, his creepy story, oh, but boy. what is some of y'all's other um, good, funny, or creepy stories that's happened at RTX this year? Specifically at RTX? Well, you know, anything funny, but at RTX specifically, it would be cool. I think um, I, I, I had that one weird story about a convention in general, but I think I already talked about that in the podcast with the, the tiger on the page or whatever. What? No. What? What? no. Oh, there was, a, there, was, there was a girl. I'm at a convention. <laughs> a girl walks up to me. She has a giant book of pictures. Okay, great. She opens a pick up. The, the, I'm drunk. <laughs> she opens a book of pictures and she's like, oh, hey, look, I have all, all these pictures that I've drawn. It's like a tiger. It's like, oh, that's really cool. That's a really good tiger. That's really, really nice. It's a good tiger. She turns a page and it's a, a tiger and Joel. It's like, oh, that's, that's nice. It's a tiger and Joel. It's very, very nice, whatever. Um, I'm telling the story wrong. But basically, by the time I turned the page, it was like, 
now here's a, a picture of a tiger and a guy and the tiger and the guy or whatever and then you turn the page it's like oh there's a picture of a tiger and the guy having sex oh that's very nice the picture of this oh look you're on the next one no I'm good I'm good thank you for the book that was a little weird a little weird that was, that was yeah a little weird. Yeah, I would say slash fan fictions are always a particularly in- interesting conversation when people want... Do you guys know what a slash fan fiction is? Yeah. Yeah. The way you moaned yes, that's how I feel about it, too. So, yeah. So, ask, someone asking for the, your opinion of their slash fan fiction about you and Gus. Is it's really it's good. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and Gus and Jeff read them. That's the worst part. No, no, the worst part was that one time we were sharing a hotel room in Portland. We were working on this television commercial. I don't know why we were fucking sharing a room. And uh, we were, <laughs> Jeff was laying in bed reading Simmons Griff slash fan fictions to me. <laughs> I was like, are you trying Did to tell me something? With pictures? Yeah. Oh, wow. But Gus is on the edge of the bed like this. Listening. <laughs> so I just saw something really weird in our uh, live stream chat. Someone said um, they wanted to know how much input we had in Halo 4, which is zero. We don't, we're not game designers. But this person said that they're sitting in the audience and they're also in the live stream. Archvile 609. So you're like, yeah. Are you a wa- you're watching the stream and you're also sitting here? Is there anyone else doing that or is he the only one? <laughs> There's like 10 of you, 15 of you. <laughs> you're, you're experiencing it for real. <laughs> Is the stream funnier? <laughs> no, but they're in here already. <laughs> that's true. You did call oh, that guy out. He that's did right. not no, that, get in line. That's that a bad precedent. No, I'm not doing that again. If you're here, fuck you. <laughs> get in line. But, they, but you actually did have some influence on Halo 4. We definitely did uh, animation support with you guys in mind. Oh, yeah? And the audience. So. But uh, like, like... More frames per head bob or something? No, <laughs> the, the usual lore weapons, yeah, like I, teabag Bernie for extra points. <laughs> I, I believe at your, pan, at your panel here, didn't you confirm that you were able to drop weapons? I confirmed a lot of things at that panel, but I had had a lot of booze. <laughs> how, how are you That's a good strategy panel? developer panels in the future. <laughs> just load them up and get all the secrets. Drink, just keep drinking. Just your mouth. Can, you know, can we buy you another drink? <laughs> So, Jack, uh, you and Jeff were part of the Halo 4 panel. You guys played a, a map, right? Yes, yes. We played the first ever achievement horse maps on Halo 4. Damn it. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Dude, play, so, so, there's something intimidating about playing Halo in front of a group about, what, 500, 600 people, however, however big these rooms are. Yeah. That, it's fun, but... Damn, is it very, very intimidating. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure I'm playing in one of the, the eSports main theater. I'm playing in one of those matches today. And I played last night. Uh, at, the nice thing about having a convention is after the hall closes, you get to walk over and play the stuff. That takes a long time to play. So I snuck a game in of Halo 4. Got, it, it's very true to the original, all uh, the other Halo games, is because I am still shitty at Halo. So <laughs> I know it's great. And uh, it's, I got my ass kicked completely. Now, and, I, I, I will say the eSport arena is pretty nice because you're hiding behind a monitor, so no one knows how bad you suck. Yeah. So oh, really? I guess you're just one of five up there. Except so my name's going to be on there. the screen. Right. Well, but no, no, it's, no, no. It's not your name. It's like whatever the default name's already built. I in, think so. everyone at this panel realizes how bad we suck. <laughs> Joel is leaning back in his chair. I with am, like, dude, wireless <laughs> microphone. You already have the other oh, mic too. We we're recording a podcast. Joel. Podcast. Who's ever editing the podcast is going to have a great time. <laughs> Uh, thanks. Who's thanks. ever yep. editing the podcast is going to have a great time. <laughs> ADR on the fly. Saved it. <laughs> 
right. Where, where were we at? Yeah, where are we at? Who's next? You. You. If you don't answer, I'm going to have to give stuff away. Uh, I have two questions. One, with Emergent coming back, will PassCast come back as well? No. Why not? What's that? Why Is that your second question? Why not? Because we don't like it. No, no I just wonder why I want you to bring PassCast back as well. Well, we're not bringing PassCast back because Joel is tired of playing Hitler. So. <laughs> He was make me drive around the city. <laughs> Listen, I, I had one of it was Frank's gonna be mortified that we keep bringing this up over and over again. But I had a moment where I had to pause and really evaluate my life because we just got a new annex that we've grown so much we had to rent space next door to the studio. So we were moving things into storage and organizing it, and we were getting rid of old props, you know, that we didn't need anymore. And I actually said these words. Someone was holding up. Do we want to keep that? I said, no, get rid of that. We have way better Nazi flags than that one. Wow. So, I was like, what? Hey, Bernie, aren't you half Jewish? What's happened? <laughs> what's happened to my life, you know, that I had to say something like that? And then somebody else mentioned they were, we were cleaning stuff out, and someone holds up this like this, and they say, hey, it just feels like it's illegal to throw out a box of porn this big. <laughs> like we have to burn it or well, bury that's what, it. That's what led to our forced porn discussion. You're right. So one of the things we discovered, too, on the podcast is that the really ridiculous ways you have to dispose of a flag. Or did we talk about the Bible? How yeah. We, we talked about both on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. They have to bury a Bible. Yeah. Has anyone ever done that? Bible it grows a Bible tree. <laughs> it grows back. Yeah. All right. Over here. Hi. I'm uh, TBSWK on the site. Hi, TBSWK. <laughs> Hi, Gus. I've been dying to ask this question all weekend, actually. I'm really excited for your uh, live stream podcast stuff. Yeah. But I'm wondering how you're going to censor yourselves because occasionally you say stuff that has to be cut or bleeped. And if well, people this, are this, occasionally, this, this like, podcast right here is making me reevaluate yeah. the whole process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a really good question. It's something we're going to have to find kind of the sweet spot on. No, it, it is tough. Like, Joel and I have actually gone on the radio a whole lot recently with uh, the guys here in Austin, the ESPN radio here in Austin. And to, like, have to censor yourself, it's difficult, man, because you get so used to just, like, being able to say whatever you want. And then not being able to curse is not easy. You have one you're used to. Fuck that. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah. What do you guys do at your mom's house? Really? You just like blue streak all the way till dinner? <laughs> Where's Michael? Yeah. <laughs> you want to know what I do at Jack's mom's house? <laughs> Jack actually wait, doesn't like those jokes. Wait, I've actually made him mad. Well, my parents actually were up here this weekend. I know. Yeah. They were really, it, was, it was pretty cool. Actually, my, my parents met Jeff's mom. So it was kind of like this weird thing where like, they're all we go in the family further, of achievement. Are Jack's parents in the audience? They're not. All right. They're not. My dad was here earlier today, but he, they, I, I think he took off. He's not here. Dad, are you here? No? Okay, good. It would be so confusing to be, <laughs> Go like, on. To be your parent, and then you meet Jeff, and he has also an enormous beard. It's like, what's happening to my son? It's like, it's like a cult or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Something, didn't, something didn't, Jack, didn't you meet like one of the Epic Food Time guys? Yeah. And like, he had time. a big beard, and then you guys made out. And, what no, happened? It was, uh, it was Harley from Epic Meal Time, not Epic Food Time. Epic Food and, Time. Yeah, we rubbed, we rubbed, <laughs> it was it was Starly from Epic Food Time. <laughs> no, we, we rubbed beards together, and it was magic. Oh. <laughs> we actually created the Higgs boson. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually, uh, uh, I was worried about making Jack mad there, but I forgot to tell you guys the story last week. Uh, what? I think I, I made. I actually made Gavin mad for the first time. He was mad at me. How? For like two hours. I kicked him in the butthole. What did you do to make him <laughs> mad? I took it up a notch. Um, 
So we were doing a signing in Australia, and we we were like, look, can we just take a break because there's a bathroom right across the hall. We need to go to the bathroom. And in Australia, it's the 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 urinals is how he says it. Urinal uh, is the urinal is if you stand on like a platform and you pee against a metal sheet that's on the wall. It's like a a, they, a big open. They urinal. have those here, the troughs, like, like you've at, all peed at stadiums or whatever. Yeah, I would chase you. the soap cake down in the drain. That's the whole. Right, I love that game. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> is that can I be a what, mini game in Halo Four? Like, no, it smells no, good. It, easy, it smells it like easy. pine and failure. So there, there was enough dudes there. We had to follow the male etiquette in the bathroom where it's like too many guys. So Gavin went to the end and I went into one of the stalls. I guess I finished before Gavin. I came out of the stall. Gavin's still going. So I walked up and kicked him in the butt. <laughs> and the way Gavin describes it, here's the metal sheet. Yeah. And my knob touched it. <laughs> and... <laughs> Described it as like a soft gonging noise that it made, and he, he was furious. Oh my god! For two, and I, I finally got to admit, yeah, he was really furious at me. Oh my god! And uh, so I. I when we got back to the booth, you know, we always have hand sanitizer on. So I said, just go scrub oh, it. In. <laughs> and uh, I think he did it, and that didn't make him any happier after he did that. That's fucking disgusting. So Gus is mortified because that would have ended way worse for him. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, Gavin, I, whenever he I does, whenever, whenever he does those motions, he always uses two fingers when he does it. So. He's uh, he's very proud of himself. Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast, Frank. How yeah. You doing? Are you fun up here? Yeah, we're now at the 40-minute mark. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Right. Are we going to see more spoiler cast? Oh, sorry. I'm, so, I'm real fast. Hold on one second. Someone in the stream... That, I, I don't know if this is true, so you all have to fact-check this. Rambrose one the platypus's barb is also used as a penis. No. 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 That might be true, though. It's Australia. You're full of shit. Rambro01, sorry about that, whoever I interrupted. Alright, I'm gonna text Gavin and tell him that I just told that story. Can you call him? We can cut it out of the him. podcast if he doesn't want to hear it. Uh, no, I'll call, I'm gonna call him. <laughs> just edit it out! No, no, edit it out. I'm gonna call him. Here we go, I'll do this. No, I'll see what I can do. You guys go ahead. I'm gonna try to figure out my okay, phone. Okay, yeah, who did I cut off? Are we gonna see more spoiler cast? Um, yeah, I hope so. I had a lot of fun doing that. We yeah. wanna do one for Game of Thrones. Uh, and and Breaking like, Bad. Absolutely Breaking Bad. That, dude, Breaking Bad starts next Sunday, by the way, Gus. Yeah, have fun in San Diego. I'm going to watch uh, it. I've got TiVo going. I'll get, I get home Sunday night, so I'll watch it when I get home. So. Oh. You'll probably see it before me then. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> I will end whoever does that. <laughs> His beard I will come after knocks. you in the night. <laughs> So we're waiting here. Frank, do you watch Breaking Bad? Or no, I don't. So I've, wa- I've watched all of Breaking Bad in one one sitting, basically, oh. with the DVD box sets and some rentals. Is it on AMC? I want to say yes. Yeah, oh, is. thank God, because I don't have HBO. Like, everything else is on HBO. Well, well it's not TV. There's yeah. just what? I'll I tell mean, a spoiler right now from the last... No, I can't. <laughs> well, what's on HBO? It's just basically Game of Thrones on HBO, isn't it? I no, got they voicemail. got The True Blood as well. Uh, uh, I like that. That. No, I'm not ashamed. Wait, oh. I got voicemail here. Hey, Gav, it's Bernie. Hey, listen, I'm in a room full of a thousand people, and I'm wondering if it's okay if I tell the story where you touch your genitals against a dirty urinal wall. <laughs> Call me back. Let me know. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> 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 
He, he is single, ladies. <laughs> In case you're wondering. Like, That's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> he was so mad. And, and quite, Gavin Mad is like... You can see the wheel turning in his head, the one gear that he has, and it's like I got scared as to what he was contemplating to do to me. Oh. How do I have a double penis? How do I have a double penis? Double penis. Okay, she stood up to tell has us that. Has anyone back. else ever stood up and shouted, "Platypie have a double penis"? No. Or is this the first time in the world that someone stood Bucket up? Bucket list. <laughs> Maybe she stood up because there's one in her chair. <laughs> Do you really think oh, was that a burn? The platypus? No, it's gross. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the burn was disgusting. Okay. Let's move on. All right. Monty's excited. We will stay here. Monty wants question. to stay right here. Monty made a comment. Let's move on. <laughs> How are you on time? Oh, I don't know. Why did I ask Gus that? I, that's the first time in the history of the podcast I've asked Gus how we're doing on Technically, time. Technically, the panel's supposed to end now, but we started a little late, so we can go a little later. Oh, okay. That's the first time Gus ever said that. Is there, a, is there like a... Our goal is to make Frank miss his plane. So, that's our goal today. Who's next? So, I have a, a comment and a question. Um, back in podcast 84, you guys were talking about pacemakers and uh, what they do. And how you would never understand how a traumatic experience you would have to get one. I've had one since I was 12 years old, so about 10 years, through a series of heart defects. Um, but my question is, is since you brought Freddie W. to this event, will you be doing more collaborations with you guys in the future? How, how is that question related to your comment? <laughs> like, that was a weird I, 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 turn. Like, I that mean, was has a real... this panel messed anything up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if we need to sign a medical release. <laughs> <laughs> so let me so so fill me in here though, because I'm curious about the pacemaker. So it, it does it regulate your heart like at a steady rate? Is that what it does? Yeah. So like, uh, what happens if you start running? Does, does it, it make Bernie's jokes any funnier? <laughs> no. Possibly. Um, no. My natural heartbeat's around 20 beats per minute. What? So what it does? Um, I don't know. It's retarded. Yeah. My heart's gone. <laughs> so you, you have a you retarded heart. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I like a heart murmur. Okay. Um, and so what the pacemaker does is it keeps it at about 60 at rest. And okay. if I exercise and go above 180, it will act as a defibrillator and shock me to re-study the heart rate. Whoa. Whoa. I want to get one of those from Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, to answer your question. So we hope with uh, Freddie W., obviously we're big fans. As you know, he won Drunk Tank Video of the Year. 2010. Oh, shit. I should give him that trophy before he leaves town. Probably so. You should. So, yeah, we, we love Freddie, and we would love to work with him. Uh, so we'll see. Hopefully having him as our keynote uh, will guilt him into working with us. Frank was our keynote at last year's RTX. I don't know if you know that or not. Yeah, no, it's a huge success, so you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Frank, Frank got up and did five minutes of, we're going to sue the hell out of you material. Yeah, he, he showed up and served us with legal paperwork. <laughs> yeah, Frank, have you back. That wasn't a keynote. That was a way to trick you into accepting the paperwork. <laughs> yeah, that's why you get served. Uh, quick two-part question. Uh, will 343 ever have anything comparable to uh, Bungie Day? Uh, so Bungie Day was actually yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, exactly. Um, and they, uh, they, they had some announcements, right? They, they did a little, like a new logo and some t-shirts and stuff, but they also announced they're working with Paul McCartney. Matt, Marty O'Donnell is working with Paul McCartney on some music. Wow. Whoa. So that is, uh, I don't think there's, is there a band bigger than the Beatles? I don't think there is a band ever bigger than the Beatles. Well, aha, uh-huh, obviously. <laughs> even clearly, even, yeah. even uh, Jesus and the Apostles was uh, smaller than the Beatles. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I, I mean, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna just use the same template and just change the day. We have an internal three four three day. Which, Allison, what what is three four three day? What's the actual day? I'm terrible at this. It's gotta be December, right? It's because American dates She's, are backwards. Like, she said, "Oh shit." <laughs> they are. It, it's March forty third, right? <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the 343rd day of the year, which is near Christmas. Yeah, March. Yeah, I can do math. I said, I said March 43rd. Yeah, so do do math on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's internal, so we just like I don't know. We have pancakes and whatnot, so yeah, we drink a lot. Yeah, it'd be really awkward if I felt like Pearl Harbor Day or something like that. So that's at the beginning of December. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those things, like, Bungie built this, like, amazing culture over, well, at least in the Halo period, over 10 years, obviously it goes way before that, and we're not, we're not Bungie, like, we, we are, we are built on their foundations, and we can't be more grateful or excited about that, but we, we've got to have our own culture, because it's got to be organic and natural. That's it, this is a, that's the most boring, dry answer to this whole thing. Should I say a swear? Yes. We can. Uh, we can but, shake. Okay, let, let's do like James Lipton. What's your favorite curse word? Uh, I like to uh, juxtapose curse words with regular words, but in an arbitrary fashion, like ass basket, shit kebab, and so on. <laughs> like, you should try it. It's really easy. Like, shit kebab. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a terrible visual, actually. Yeah, that's yeah, awful. Yeah, that's really awful. Yeah, I will never be on Epic Meals, so. <laughs> epic, epic food done. <laughs> Is there, where's the camera? Over here? Is that the, no, look, the straight ahead at the back. Straight, okay, so Gavin sent me a photo of his reaction. You want to zoom That's in for this camera? camera? All right, see if you can get this <laughs> all the way on there. That's, it's not on. It's off. Oh, well, let's, 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 we on. can all do that it's face, really, though, right? It's really easy okay. to fix. Yeah, so that's, the, that's what Gavin <laughs> And oddly enough, the background, it looks like he's in a free clinic yeah. somewhere. So it's uh, <laughs> appropriate. Yeah, and you, you couldn't hear up from up here, but there's a noise, too. It's like, bong. <laughs> that's, not, that's not my message tone. Bong. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, you want to do one from there? Uh, yeah, well, I was going to say real fast, I found out that 343 Day is typically December 19th. There you go. Typically, yeah, but leap years. Oh. That's some probably daylight savings time as well, we'll wreck it. That can't be right. Three, four, three, sixty-five. It's twenty days prior to the end of the year. Sixty-five minus three. Four, three. Th- yeah, three sixty-three, and then two days from the 29th to the thirty-first. Yeah. No. Okay, never mind. Bad math. Math. Yeah. Wait, what did you say? Um, what did you say that was the yeah, date, though? Maybe, maybe you changed that, the name of the company. December 19th is eleven yeah. days before the end of the year. Oh, you're right. It's Twelve One, days. Yeah. 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 Math is so the worst. December 9th. Yeah. How, how, how about, how about I, number one industries? <laughs> I yeah. got that information from Allison. So <laughs> thanks for feeding me bad info. Yeah. January 1st Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Over here. Over there. Oh. All right. So uh, I'm Brendan from California. <laughs> and uh, so I've met a lot of the younger employees of uh, Rooster Teeth while I've been here. And I got about it. Favorites. Our favorite youngest member? Yeah, of the younger guys. Right here, brother. (laughs) Right fucking here. I'm young. (laughs) You you called yourself the oldest brother. You called yourself the oldest person on the on the stage earlier. No, you said in the room. In the room. room. Yeah, he's young. (laughs) Joel is wasted right now. By the way, are you? Joel, you drunk? Young. I have a, fav- a different favorite depending on who's doing me the most favors wow. and helping me out. 
So whoever gets me a beer, you're my favorite. <laughs> Just saying. I try not to pick a favorite among the youngest employees. My goal is to find which one is the hardest to kill. That's what I'm trying to do. It's a long-running selection process. I know that... No, it's not Gavin. And we've determined that Brandon is immune to electricity. You know, so after, after, after Gavin's experience, he's no longer young. I'm pretty sure at this point Michael can't be poisoned. So, you know, we'll find out. I actually think what happened, I think, I finally have a theory on Michael. I think Jeff's liver just escaped. And it picked up a controller so, and made rage quit. Did we, I think some, something happened in the office the other day we didn't talk about. Have we talked about this in the podcast? About Gavin and Michael's stupid bet with the barbecue sauce? Oh, God. Yeah. Did, did we talk about this in the podcast? No, we, we filmed that, right? We filmed it, but it was so uneventful, we're never going to put it out. Um, no, Michael's, Michael's great in that, actually. Yeah. So Gavin likes making stupid bets. Yep. And he he got I think he took it from a restaurant. He had like a bottle of barbecue sauce. It's about this big. Yeah. The bar- bottle. Yeah. And uh, he walked to Achievement Hunter and he told Michael, "I'll give you five hundred dollars if you can drink this entire bottle of barbecue sauce." So of course Michael said, "Done. <laughs> Let's do this. No hesitation. No. All right. Yep." And uh, then as soon as he was so confident that Gavin was like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> um, if you, uh, I'll give you five hundred dollars if you can drink it, but if you can't drink it all, you have to pay me $100. So Mike was like, okay. <laughs> so then his confidence again made wait. Gavin nervous. So Gavin was like, oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. If you can drink all this barbecue sauce in, you know, at one go, I'll give you, or in three minutes, yeah. I'll give you $100. Mike's like, okay. <laughs> so we went to the kitchen, and Michael sat there, and a container about that big just pounded in one large gulp of Actually, barbecue sauce. There's a really great moment in that video, because this is exactly how it went. Michael went to start, they go, three, two, one, he goes, you're fucked. <laughs> and then he jumped around the thing. But he, got, he got one taste of it, and he knew he was going to win. And Gavin was out 250 bucks, so. Gotta admire pure confidence. Michael's got it. Yeah, he. What's that? Gavin's Jersey! Oh, there you go. Jersey represented. Yeah, Gavin started trying to solicit other people. Like, he started like a reverse bidding process. Like, will anyone drink this for less than $500? Will someone drink it for $400? He worked his way down. Yeah, he tried, he tried to. We, we talked about the toilet seats in in Japan when we were there last time too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he tried to convince me to he, let the toilet seat spray me for hundred dollars. I'm a grown man. I'm not gonna let a toilet seat spray me with water. It's not gonna happen. See, you know, I, was, I, I resisted for a long time as well. It's no, like a bidet. You gotta just accept it. The bidet's awesome. It. It's no. fantastic. Oh God. You should spend some time with Gavin. You it don't was, embrace anything. It was like a Massengale commercial. Yeah. I was so clean. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I priced those out. It's only like six hundred bucks for one of those toilet seats. You can get which is a lot of money, but it's like yeah. you can get them for cheaper. It'll change they, your life. They also have heating, which is which sounds good because you're like, oh, I live in a cold place. You guys don't. You live in Austin. It's like a it's like a crook, crooked sheriff's underwear out there. But yeah. the, but when you when you live in a cold place, a cold toilet seat is very unpleasant, right? So, but what I discovered is if you sit on a warm toilet seat in Japan, it's like someone was just there. Yeah. Which is no. You see, the problem like is a, is, a, is that if Bernie ghost. gets one of those, he's never getting up. That's it. I'll so, live there. We have a, a question here on the stream I thought maybe I'd ask. Go for so it. So Caboose34 said, question for Frank, how did you find out about Rooster Teeth? Or what was your first interaction with us? Um, somebody just sent a link, same, same way I found out about uh, the birds and the bees. <laughs> I was, <laughs> the two things are actually quite, quite confused in my mind. But, uh, no, <laughs> like somebody, somebody sent a link and said, look what people are doing with Halo. And we're, minds were blown. That's 
Really? I think it was an official Xbox magazine when that happened. So this is quite a long time ago. About 10 or 11 years. Have you ever heard the story about how that worked on our end? So <laughs> Gus, would, Gus would track – this is before YouTube. Yeah. So all the videos were served off of our server. And so Gus would sit there and watch the IP logs as they went by. It was like, it was like some shitty service like freewebcounter.com yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, I have a screenshot of our first web hit. Of our, really? Like, yeah. Our, our first hit. It was me checking the server. But uh, Gus would watch them go by, and it was like – you could watch things spread virally because you would get a hit from like Dell.com from people who worked at Dell. And you'd see one, and then another five would hit a couple minutes later, and then like 20 more would hit. And then we'd see that, and they would go to other places like, you know, some insurance company, and we'd see that from these domains coming in, hitting for the IPs. And, like, I guess, like, two or three days into the adventure, we got one hit from Microsoft, and then we got a 1,000 hits from Microsoft, and it went everywhere. And I think it was, like, the next day that the phone rang, and it was Bungie and Microsoft on the other line. And uh, we got very fortunate that they were, like, they liked what we were doing. They, they thought it was interesting and innovative, and they said, we just want to make sure you go about it the right way so that you can continue to do this. So it was cool, really cool, because obviously that story could have ended much differently uh, <laughs> if, uh, if that phone call had not had been the phone call I think everyone expected us to get. What? And we, uh, we might not be here today. That's a good way to put it. So thank you very much, Frank. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> That's all me. Yeah, my, my name is Heath Garcia. I'm from Corpus Christi, or how Joe... I'm sorry. It. Joe, put, Joe puts it a, a medical needle in the, in, the, in the sand. Thanks so much, Joe, for that. What yeah. kind of shoes do you guys wear down there? Like metal... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my, my question is this: um, Since y'all rebranded from the Drunk Tank to the Rooster Podcast, y'all have sponsors. Are there any other doors that have opened since doing that? The things that are in the future, or other collaborations with other people or groups? Yeah, we're all getting lucrative endorsement deals. I sure love my Triforce replica. <laughs> He's not the youngest one. Well, wow, Alan, you're just an enabler. Look at you. Yeah. That's what Joel needs Alan. is another beer. Thanks, Alan. I know. I'm working on it. Uh, no, no. I mean, we just uh, – that was a recommendation from iTunes and some of our uh, partners for sponsorships is that, you know, we think we learned after Drunk Gamers. We, all we wanted was free video games when we made Drunk Gamers, but nobody wanted their video games reviewed by a bunch of drunks. You thought we would have learned our lesson when we named our, our podcast The Drunk Tank. Well, The that, Drunk Tank name was a holdover from The Drunk Gamers website. It was. So we literally did not learn our lesson. We, yeah. <laughs> we reincorporated something that failed before. Yeah, we actually got... <laughs> yeah, we, I, I, we, were, we were really done to do that. There's a really cool offshoot, though, something that's happened, especially as a result of the podcast being called The Drunk Tank, and that is that people tend to bring us booze at events, which is, like, the greatest thing ever. We did this uh, tour down in Australia for DVDs, Gavin and I were on, and... Every day we would go back to the green room and, like, the other special guests had gotten, like, a stuffed koala or, like, a towel that said Australia on it. And Gavin and I showed up with essentially, like, a full bar every day and just set it down and basically got the entire green room drunk. Someone gave me a bottle of a Johnny Walker Blue here at uh, our Get out of here. Oh, wow. Really? I'm not telling you where it is. I've hidden it in this convention center. (laughs) (laughs) I I think Joel has hidden it in Joel. (laughs) I, I... I think just by you saying that, you're going to cost us like $100,000 in damages that people are going to do it at the convention center now ripping it apart. So, Hidden my liver. <laughs> what do you want to do? Another question or from the stream? Uh, let me give another one of these uh, replicas away here. Okay. To the stream? If you don't mind. No. So also made by uh, Triforce is this COG snub pistol from Gears of War. Wow. Um, 
Again, we sent someone down the line to talk to people. We're going to give this one to Chase Bond. That's not a real name. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's, it's like a teenage wow. secret okay. They described it. It's, it's like on my, on my screen it says Chase Bond colon spiky hair dude. <laughs> I think you're him. It says wow. you have a unique talent that you have odd veins that you can make move. You know, get get up here. Get up here. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see weird. Biology. For, for what it's worth, I feel exactly the way you do, audience. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of. I, I gotta see this. All right. Wait, 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 over here so the camera can see you. All right. That's my hair. Yeah, yeah. This is great. All right. Let me give me a second. Move the water bottle. Oh, that's. Oh. Nice. Well, yeah. for, for being a freak of nature, I'm going to give you this uh, cog snub pistol from uh, Triforce. I'll get you the box over here. I think we just broke Bernie, by the way. No, I just... How the fuck do you discover that? That you can do that? I mean, I might be able to do that. I wouldn't ever know. I've never sat at home going, I hate you, you hand. <laughs> I'm going to choke you. Yeah. What? You need that. Yeah, I'll go my lefty. Yeah. <laughs> So, hey, man, how did you discover that you could do that? You don't know. Okay, no, no, that's a good enough answer. Yeah. You don't know? You just figured it out one day? <laughs> Quote, unquote, he was fucking with his hand. I want to make sure we have this recorded. He was fucking with his hand. One day. One day. One day. Yeah, he discovered it. Moving on. Yeah, have you tried to progress your talent? Have you, like, spent a day fucking with your feet or anything like that? <laughs> just for the hell of it? Bernie, can you read the sign down in front of us right now? Just Check your beard. It is 345, and you have been on for an hour and a half. We got an alert that we have a beard check. Beard check. Beard check. Thank you. Okay, yeah. let's take a couple more questions then. Hey, listen, in my tradition, we're going to keep the podcast going. Hey, where are you going for lunch today? Tell Me? us. Me? Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you guys the same question. I'm going to Crisis tonight. Are you guys really? Oh, so listen, you're not going to Crisis tonight. Uh, Crisis is closed on Sunday. Oh, thank That's you. That's something we probably should Sweet. let you know about. So, where, where should yeah. I go? We talk about a lot of places we eat on the podcast, like local places. Crisis is awesome barbecue well, place. We, we go with E occasionally when he's down here. Uh, I would say yeah. Rudy's, I've, probably. I've already been to Garage Mahal and Gordo's and uh, Chosan Galbi. Uh, if you're in, I, I put out a whole tweet about this today, but if you're around here, you go to Bacon. Which is an all bacon restaurant, oh, yeah. um, and that's nearby. There is Frank, which is and we, you can go in honor of Frank. Which I'll make you lunch. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you go to his place. He'll cook you up something. A stew Frank is a hot dog place, by the way. Yeah, and uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I don't know. There's some other places downtown. Like you can always head down to South Congress. You can go to Home Slice Pizza and some of the other places we've mentioned. They're hot dotty. So should I be taking notes? Nah, you can just look up on Twitter. I tweeted about it a couple days ago. So all right, thanks a lot. All right. How about over here? Go. Hey, guys. Uh, this was about two years ago. It was right before you guys released the recollection. Uh, I was pre-ordering it, and I just happened to the little notes section in the ordering area. I just happened to mention, hey, this comes out a couple days after I deploy. I was going to Iraq. And uh, I just happened to mention it, and I was like, hey, if there's any way you guys can ship it out any earlier or anything like that. And lo and behold, 
the day before I deployed, the box showed up at my house. I don't know if you guys did that intentionally. I don't want to get anybody in trouble if they weren't supposed to do that. But I just wanted to say thank you. That really meant a lot to me. Right. When I was No, well, thank you. I mean, we have, obviously, because of the nature of Red vs. Blue, we have a lot of people in the military who watch the show. And one of the most disturbing things of all is when they come and they talk to us about it, they always tell us how everyone in their trooper platoon is like the characters in Red vs. Blue. <laughs> and the guy who's like Caboose always runs the biggest piece of equipment. <laughs> There's literally a guy where they, they were introducing us to everyone, and they said, yeah, and he's just like Caboose. I go, what do you do? He goes, I run long-range artillery. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, please no. So... So thanks. I'm glad. I'm glad it got to you before you deployed. Yeah. So I'm glad that worked out. Yeah, thanks, come up man. here. I'm gonna give. You, I'll give you some more stuff. Sure. Yes. Do you want us to wrap up? You want us to wrap up? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I have the, I have the owner's duty of trying to tell us that we have to wrap up, and so that probably means we'll be done in like 20 minutes. So yeah, over here. I just have a quick question for uh, Gus. Uh, did you enjoy the bag of onions I brought you? Oh, okay, no. Okay, okay, sorry. Wait for a second here. <laughs> I was so sleep-deprived and delirious this morning that I actually started... Yeah, give that to. I actually started eating them, um, and they were delicious. So I decided that since I hate Funyuns, I, I renamed them Funyums. <laughs> uh, so I wrote over them with a marker, Funyums. So my bag of Funyums was absolutely delicious. <laughs> If you follow me on Twitter, I think I even tweeted a picture of it and tagged it, hashtagged it RTX2012, because I was... Oh, I did it! I did it! You did it. And now I never want to stop. You saw it, right? You saw it. Yeah, because it turns out 100% of people who've ever tried that are able to do it. Enough with playing with veins in your hands. He was fucking with his hand. Yeah, I can do it, too. We should wrap this shit oh, up. Oh, you can do it! Yeah. <laughs> Everyone can do that. Sorry, bro. Your superpower is, is quite common. Yeah. Turns out you kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> should we take any more questions or do you want to wrap this up? I guess we should probably wrap it up. Can I, can uh, I say something oh. before I go? Because I have to get on a plane. Yeah, hey, Frank. Yeah, Frank. What yeah. would you like to say? I, I just wanted to say uh, thanks to... Thanks to Rooster Teeth for putting on a, a really spectacularly expanded and amazing convention. And... Uh, <laughs> Thanks for thanks for having one of the, the best, largest, and most energetic communities in obviously Rooster Teeth's umbrella and the Machinima umbrella. But uh, we we think of you guys as a an extension of our community as well, and we're we're grateful to the the relationship that we have with you guys. Um, and uh, I have to go get on a plane. All right, <laughs> thank you, thank you, Frank. And I bet he's wishing he really said that just before the first Holocaust reference. I bet. <laughs> Timing could have been a little better. In. I can't think of anything we could possibly say after that to wrap up any better. So, Gus. We, we always wrap up with uh, where you want to go for lunch. Where do you want to go for lunch? I already ate lunch. Let's go to dinner. <laughs> Let's go to dinner. <laughs> I think today for lunch, um, I think Mike ventured down to Home Slice. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my Home Slice shirt. Oh, are you? My right? wife hates this shirt. Go where are you guys going? Dude, I wore, I wore a home slice shirt yesterday. Monty, do you have anything to say? I, I tried to go to Fogo, but they were fucking closed this morning. What the fuck? It's, it's Sunday. Morning. It's Sunday at 10 a.m. 
I think I'll go to Double Dave's the pizza buffet. Oh, you went from Fogo to Chow to Double Dave's pizza. Well, Fogo's like right across the street. <laughs> it's all just buffet. <laughs> mine isn't mine. All right. Well, hey, thank you very much for coming out to the very first ever and live drunk tank podcast. If you have a Corona on you, don't go backstage because they do not approve of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everyone. We're thank wrapping you. this up. Thank you. Thank you. everyone we have a special guest with us right now we have john Erler. From... oh thought you're talking about me no not you brandon john from uh, the master pancake group who also plays a voice in red versus blue uh thanks for joining us john it's great to be here thanks for having me he's the voice of agent north that's right now a proud father of uh the theta ai i am a very nurturing character i don't know if you saw the most uh, recent episode but he has a skateboard now so now you can yell at That's him. That's not true. Dumb kid. You no, he true. really does. He really does have a skateboard. Is that true? The, I haven't seen that. That is totally extreme. That is not true. It I, is. Are you guys pulling my leg? <laughs> I wish we were. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, yeah. It's I, a, I do know that some weird things happen to the AIs. I know that there's one who's continuously on fire. Yes. Um, That's uh, Sigma, who's uh, the one voiced by Elijah Wood. And uh, that premiered last night. So there's a big Elijah Wood premiere. Yes. That's pretty exciting. Why can I ask? I you know I love playing North and um, Rooster Teeth is the best and Red versus Blue is the best. But I, there's some plot points that I don't uh, I, I don't get all the plot points. Um, so why is Sigma on fire? He is a representation, and, and Bernie Burns would be a much better person to answer this question. But I'll do my best to answer it. Could you do it in the voice of Bernie Burns? I don't have any fried chicken to put in my mouth <laughs> at the moment, so uh, that'd be kind of difficult. Uh, he's supposed to be, uh, I believe, a representation of anger and uh, rage. So Sigma, Sigma's uh, creativity, as I understand it. Sorry, creativity. Uh, anger is uh, the omega. Correct. Correct. Yes. You are. You are correct. Yeah. Oh. So, I, so to answer your question. I don't know why he's on fire. It looks I cool. Think, though. Maybe we'll find out at some point this season. Yeah. I feel like someone's got to be. Yeah. I don't know. It's very sinister that he's on fire all the time. I feel like he's broadcasting from hell or something. Um, him being on fire is a pain in the ass because it takes a lot longer to render those sequences anytime there's something that's on fire. Uh, there's, there's a lot more that goes on with that. Yeah. Fire and water, they're tough. Yeah. Got to make it look anywhere realistic. Uh, anyway, the, the we... we as much as I love talking about Red vs. Blue, we didn't bring you on here to have an exclusive Red vs. Blue discussion. Oh, we didn't? We went to talk about some of your other oh. projects to let people know about them. Well, um, we are, uh, as, as you mentioned, I, uh, I do a comedy show here in Austin. It's a very popular show at the Alamo Draft House, uh, which is a fantastic theater, one of the best theaters in the country. You get to uh, eat food and drink beer, and they have all kinds of wonderful events. But we do a weekly show. Uh, sort of an MST3K-style movie-mocking show called Master Pancake Theater. And, um, you know, we make, we make fun of um, most of the bad movies and a few good movies, too. Uh, but we will be taking our show to the Great Northwest uh, in late July. So I just wanted to give a heads-up to folks who live out there. If you know anybody who lives in Seattle and Portland, uh, Master Pancake will be visiting your town very soon on July 19th. We'll be in Seattle, and we'll be playing at the uh, the SIF, the SIF Theater. It's a, it's an acronym: the S I F F, the Seattle International Film Festival Uptown. Is it across the street from the Jedi Theater? I, I would love it if that were the case. Um, 
But we'll be at the SIF Uptown on the 19th in Seattle, and then the 20th and the 21st will be in Portland at Cinema 21. So for people who aren't familiar with, you know, Master Pancake or MST3K, which maybe there's a couple of them. I I would assume with your listeners that everybody knows what MST3K is. But on the off chance that there's nobody who knows what that is, first off, go watch some MST3K DVDs and get up to speed. Second of all... um, we uh, it's basically me and two other comedians sitting in the first row with microphones and talking smack over the movie and uh, and we'll be doing Twilight in uh, Seattle and Portland, which is one of our funnest uh, funniest shows and one of my favorite movies to do because a it's just so bad and I think everybody knows it and b uh, it's wildly popular for some reason some reason yeah have um, you guys it, seen the twilight movies i have i am um sorry to say i haven't gotten yeah. around to watching those yet if i were to watch them i think any master pancake showing would be the ideal uh, way to do that that's how i saw the first one and there's like yeah. two moments that'll always stick with me one was um, I guess there's one point where he saves her from the truck, yeah. and you re-edit it to where there's just an explosion, and then the end credits come in, like, 30 <laughs> minutes into the movie. It's and fun. We, do, we mess with the movie a little bit, but yeah. And the other one was every time you see her crappy pickup truck, there was the uh, the theme from uh, Sanford and Son. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's fun to see that little thing coming back over and over and over, but that was the first time I saw the movie. It was the it, Master Pancake It's show. a really fun running joke, and um, yeah, I guess that's one difference between us and MST3K. We try to take it a little further by not only talking over the movie, but actually uh, editing it uh, sometimes by adding extra music in, like the Sanford and Son theme, or... Uh, uh, adding special effects like uh, Bella getting blown up by getting hit by a truck in the parking lot of her high school. So the Alamo normally discourages people from talking during the show, yeah. but it seems like they're definitely encouraging you to talk to the show, to talk over the show. Yes, uh, our show is it's like uh, it's a special case, I guess. Uh, and and still, we don't like the audience to talk during those shows. It really is just the three comedians with the microphones who are talking during that. But. Have you ever had a problem with someone trying to, to join or hijack the show? Uh, every now and then, but but most of the time they're just drunk, you know, and, and having a good time. And if if they get too out of control, then we'll have somebody kick them out. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, but uh, we do we do have some audience participation in the form of a drinking game. Um, so uh, every time some you know recurring theme happens in the movie, we'll decide before the movie starts with the audience what they want to shout out uh, when that happens, and, and that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. What was um, the uh, the cue for the Jurassic Park show? The uh, there were actually it was a double drinking game for the Jurassic Park show. Uh, one was every time Jeff Goldblum makes a witty one liner, uh, <laughs> you take a drink, which really, if you're paying any attention at all, will get you shit faced by the end of the movie. <laughs> um, and the other one was a- any time a body of water ripples in the movie, uh, you take a drink, which of course happens every time the T Rex shows up. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that was like a, a cool thing they did in that movie the first time when you see the little bottle of water, the little cup of water and start yeah. shaking when the T-Rex approaches. Then they really fall in love with that idea and they yeah. do it over a lot. and over <laughs> again. Yeah, and, and uh, the RTX crew, we, we performed for RTX on uh, Saturday. And by the way, wh- what a great time I think everybody had there. That was an amazing, amazing great. job you guys did. Um, Thanks. And you know, it's just going to get bigger and bigger every year. Um, but everybody I saw there was having a great time. I had a blast. But we, we performed our, our Jurassic Park show there, and uh, the audience 
uh, we asked them what did, what did they want to shout out for the drinking game, and somehow I don't know how, but the audience as a group decided they wanted to shout out "Hey titties" every time. <laughs> well, why uh, not? What? I mean, if you're going to shout something, why not something you can't, enthusiastic you about? You can't say that word without smiling. Yeah. Like, like it's impossible to have a frown and say "titties." That's right. <laughs> I just tried; it didn't work. You can't do it. I'm not like I'm thinking about the word, and I can't yeah. frown. <laughs> we're just immature. I think we're all eight years old. That's true. Proves. So, yeah, you had a show on, on Saturday evening uh, at RTX, yeah. which, which uh, was not available for streaming, unfortunately. Due but, to uh, legal reasons. It was a good time, I hear. I wish I could have made it up there. but it was I was, a lot of fun. I was busy walking around like a zombie trying to deal with other issues. Well, there were so many things going on. Did, did you end up having a good time, or did you feel like you were working for most oh, of it? Oh, I, I, I got to the convention center, I think, at 8 a.m. on Thursday, and I really left... On Monday at two p.m., so it was it was a, it was a lot of work. The answer is no. You, you, <laughs> you literally didn't leave from Thursday till Monday. Uh, I, I slept. I would leave to sleep two or three hours at a time. Wow! But that was about it. That, wow. that really doesn't count. I, I'm told that uh, on Saturday night, my wife was talking to me. Like I went back to sleep for a couple hours. My wife was talking to me, and in mid sentence in my reply, I just fell asleep, and that was it. <laughs> So uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it, it went yeah. well for you guys and uh, that you had a good time. That makes me so happy um, that everything went okay. We had a little bit of trouble getting a Blu-ray player that oh, would work yeah. and get our audio. So luckily, <laughs> I, I think it was your girlfriend that came through with a pinch. And My girlfriend, Joanne, if she's listening, thank you so much, honey. Yeah, at the last minute I called her up and said, can you bring our DVD player from home down here? And, and uh, she brought it and everything was fine. So. Yeah, we had one of those stupid Blu-ray players that doesn't have standard audio outputs. Yeah. So there was no way to when they When, when they up. said that, I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, who would make yeah. a Blu-ray player that doesn't have audio, like, RCA audio out? Yeah, it's little yeah. proprietary plugs. Yeah, what, what's the point of that? Like, re- really? So, so like you can what? only buy their speakers. I see. So you have to buy. It's Unnamed like trying to company brand. <laughs> Thanks, Sony. <laughs> I'll say it. I don't care. What do they got? Uh, did you ever show that picture I had from Armageddon? It was like a Sony TV, um, and they had a reel going. This is after the show finished, and you know the reel had gone, had, had ended, and it went back to the um, iMovie menu. So it was like a Sony TV with the Sony logo, make believe, and then the video on it was little iMovie default menu, yeah. little Apple logo in the corner. Yeah, I, I know that that reel you're talking about very well. That that menu screen, I've used that one. Many you know times. who else knows it really well? Hmm. Sony. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I, I feel like I know all of their default DVD templates, and I know all of their uh, like default loops for uh, for music. Yeah, like I hear it on like on uh, local commercials. You hear it all the time, like the Platinum Inc. Mm-hmm. The tattoo place here in Austin. Oh, yeah. I, I, I yeah. know that loop very well. That's right. What do you got there? We pulled up the Theta sh- the clip for John. Oh. He, he played okay. you with can see the skateboard. He does not believe that Theta I has still, a skateboard. I still don't believe it. Does he also chew bubble gum and wear his pants halfway down his butt? <laughs> There's no, no spoilers here. I'm a, little, uh, I'm a little intimidated, actually, being on the podcast with John because we're like amateur wannabe comedians. But uh, like John, oh, makes yeah. people, John makes people yeah. laugh for a living. Yeah. <laughs> You oh, guys—you're totally underselling yourself. You guys are hysterical. Now, John was also on the uh, freelancer, or yeah, the freelancer panel on Sunday, mm. and that was streamed, I believe. I'm mm-hmm. not, I haven't checked yeah, to see if it's available, it but mm-hmm. that was, I think, 
to me, one of the most entertaining panels because right? it was about five or six, mostly comedians, a lot of improv actors, and just having fun. We end up going like an hour over, yeah, you know, just because everybody was having a really good time. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you get, I think when you get performers together, especially improv people, you know, they can just work off of each other really well. Yeah. Yeah, and it was almost everyone. It was Tex, North, South, uh, the director, Wait. CT, yeah, um, York. I feel like the and only Matt person, was there. Who's Wyoming? The only person who wasn't there was Asaf, maybe Asaf Lietti. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every time someone mentions York, I was thinking of the peppermint patties. That, that would be like effective marketing or something. Yeah. Like, I cannot separate programmed. I cannot separate York from peppermint patties. I, I picture that silver wrapper and that delicious, delicious chocolate and mint. Um, so how long have y'all been doing Master Pancake? Because I, I mean, I'm try, I, I've been trying to think about the first time I heard about it, and it must have been like. 99, 2000? Very good, yeah. Uh, we started with the predecessor to Master Pancake, which was called um, Mr. Sinus Theater. Yes, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually got into a little bit of, of uh, copyright trouble with the name uh, because, you know, we were just doing it in, you know, back in 2000 when we started, we were just doing it as a kind of goofball tribute to MST3K, Mystery Science Theater 3000. So we wanted the name to convey. You know, to people, what we were, you know, paying tribute to. So mm-hmm. we made it as close as we could, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we probably made it a little bit too close to the original um, because after about two or three years of doing the show, and um, you know, I, like I said, we started off and we did like one show a month, and and nobody came, and then um, you know, we did it over and over again, and after a few months, the word got out, and we got funnier and better, and we started picking better movies to do so instead of doing the you know b science fiction movies from the 50s and 60s which was you know kind of the staple for mst3k we started doing more current movies like top gun and uh, red dawn and uh, karate kid and stuff like that and then people started showing up more but once we started getting popular i guess the original mystery science folks heard about what we were doing and heard about the name which was again mr sinus theater 3000 mm-hmm. um, i could see how they'd be confusing I, I, in retrospect i can really see uh yeah that that was a problem for them and um so they they uh very sternly said look you either need to change your name to something a little less confusing to folks or uh or we'll slap you with a lawsuit and uh, so we changed it to the sinus show um, and then uh, that evolved later on into what it is now, which is Master Pancake Theater. Is there any meaning behind Master Pancake? There's almost no meaning behind Master Pancake. Um, but it, the 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 story is that when we were being threatened with a lawsuit by MST3K, we you know, and we knew we were going to have to change our name. Uh, we came up with a list about a hundred different alternate names that we thought might be good, and and the one that always made us laugh was Master Pancake Theater. And I don't know how we came up with that or, or what the story is, but every time we would, um, you know, every time we needed like a go-to name for the group that made us laugh, you know, when we were just talking about well, if we had to change our name, it was always Master Pancake Theater. So somehow that that stuck when we actually needed uh, you know a different name. Well, I hope Hey Titties Theater was a close second. <laughs> It's uh, a lost opportunity. Uh, you know, if if Master Pancake goes down the tubes and we need a new name, then Hey Titties is number one on the list. Now you also do some special shows. I remember one of my yep. favorite was uh, Kirk versus Picard. And oh, I went yeah. to the first one. I think I was supposed to go for the second one, but I had to work. It was either that or uh, it was Data versus Spock. Yeah. But uh, Kirk versus Picard was 
was excellent. Those are fun shows because those you are were, just... You were wrong, though. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I took the position of uh, a, a Kirk. Um, yeah, the, I, I, we've done about five different uh, next generation versus old generation, TOC, whatever you want to call it, Star Trek shows. And the, we show one episode of each. And I take a position in favor of the old generation, and then Joe Parsons, who's in the show with us, usually takes the next generation position. And uh, the first two shows we did of that were Kirk versus Picard. And uh, I believe, you know, and, and at the end, the audience gets to decide, you know, after watching the episodes and hearing our, you know, positions, they get to decide who's better. And the first one, Kirk won, and the second one, Picard won. Um, and you guys stop the movie, right? And you do a, a skit. It's funny because it. Joe, Joe looks a lot like young Kirk. And then uh, I'd say you look like Picard. It's mostly the hairstyle. It's the baldness, yeah. But uh, So we had to, yeah, in the skit at the halftime, we had to take the role of the character that we disliked. Uh, so Joe, who was defending Picard, had to take the Kirk role. And I was defending Kirk, and I had to take the Picard role. And, and we so we had a debate, but... We were, you know, I was undermining my own argument in favor of myself because I didn't want Picard to win. Right. So it was pretty fun. So, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it was pretty hysterical. I get it. So yeah. if you're defending uh, Kirk in this scenario, do yeah. you get to pick the original series episode or yes. what you're going to show? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you definitely yeah. make sure you cherry pick, like. Well, yeah. It's tough, though, because we also do it by theme. And um, I think the, the second time we did it, um, the night that Kirk lost. The theme was um, Captain beams down to the planet and is trapped in a one-on-one uh, battle with a creature that he can't communicate with. Uh, so for, for the Kirk episode, we did the one with the Gorn. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the title of that episode, but you know he has to, to fight against this sort of lizard-like giant creature with a, you know, Flintstones you know, uh, outfit on. Um, and... Uh, it's not a great episode. I, I, you know, I'll freely admit it's probably not Kirk at his finest. It's definitely Kirk at his cheesiest. You know, throwing like paper mache rocks at at this you know lizard creature. Um, but the but the matching episode in Next Generation to that was um, uh, it's a great episode, and and it's no surprise that Picard won that what one. What you talking about? It's the one where um, again, I, it's I think the title is Darmok. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's the and, alien race that only talks in metaphors. Exactly, and uh, it's just a beautiful episode, and everybody's in tears by the end because you know the alien captain that Picard is trying to communicate with, who he finally figures out what the language is. It, it's based on metaphors, and then the alien captain, who's played by. Um, I think by Paul Winfield, who's a great, you know, sort of character actor from the 80s and 90s. Um, uh, and, you know, yet another black dude on Star Trek who's covered up by prosthetics. You know, it's sort of a, um, a stereotype. But um, he does a great job as the alien captain, and he dies at the end and sacrifices a li- his life for, for Kirk and, and the greater good. So so uh, Picard won that one. But um, I don't think I've ever yeah. seen that episode. No, that's one of the classic That along with the flute. It's like one of the oh, classic episodes. I know the flute one. Yeah, 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 huh. yeah, yeah. And and you know, you keep saying what is it? The recurring phrases like Darmok at Tanagra, you know, Jalad with hands open wide, and and um, and Picard is like, well, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, and uh, a lot of people don't know that uh, Picard was played by Jay Peterman from Seinfeld in that episode. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's just a beautiful episode. So, 
kudos to Picard. But then after after we did the first two uh, Kirk versus Picard um, shows, we did uh, we did one Spock versus Data, and I defended Spock. And uh, we Which showed, is also wrong. No, oh no, uh, no. It, uh, that one I'll stand firm on. I, I understand Kirk is cheesy and, and he's not for everybody, but Spock is so goddamn badass. And compared to Data, I come on. And and we showed um, we showed a mock time. I think is the name of the episode where Spock has to go back, you know, every seven years to mate on his home planet, and his blood boils, and he actually ends up killing Kirk in that episode, which you should probably appreciate. Um, and we paired that up with the Next Generation episode where Data, um, for some reason, he decides to go on a date with a girl, and he's terrible at it, and um, he's just a putz through the whole episode, <laughs> honestly. So um, that was fun, yeah. and and the and I will say this. Uh, every time we do one of these uh, original versus next generations, um, the audience who comes to the show, you know, 150, 200 people, they come in being mostly next generation fans. We poll the audience beforehand. We say how many people here are in favor of next generation. And about two-thirds of the audience, says, you know, says they're next generation fans. But by the end of Spock versus Data, the entire audience unanimously agreed that Spock was more badass than Data. Yeah. So I, I got to say, I'm a Picard fan in the Captains, but I think yeah. uh, I'm, I'm definitely more of a Spock fan than a Data fan. Yeah. Just because I associate Data with those terrible holodeck episodes where he plays Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> and I fucking hate those episodes. No, like the last ones were really good. You no. Didn't see, no, when, when Morty Hardy no. becomes like... No. no. He becomes self-aware, and he becomes that he's no longer like this two-dimensional character. He just he's no longer it's no longer like blatant evil. But I, he, he just wants to exist. All of that's a cop out. Yeah. How is that a cop out? All of that holodeck stuff is a cop out. It's like Star Trek. I'm yeah, not defending just, the holodeck. Lazy. I'm it's, just saying that's a good episode because that episode isn't so much they go in the holodeck. It's they've created life, and that life realizes that the existence that it was created for. It's nothing. It's not satisfying. It wants to be more, you know, and it's something that everyone can appreciate and yeah. you can sympathize with. You could do that in a more sci-fi Star Trek scene. And he takes the, over this shit? The, why do they have to use Moriarty? I fucking hate those episodes, dude. What? What do you have against Moriarty? I hate, I hate fucking Data Sherlock Holmes and Gangster Picard. Yeah, Gangster Picard. I'll give you Gangster oh, Picard. How about Robin Hood uh, Bridge? Remember that one? Uh, they beam yeah. down to the planet and everybody takes a character from the, the Merry Men. Oh, God, I don't think I've seen that one either. Oh, it's terrible. It sounds awful. And then the one where they go back, this might be the Sherlock Holmes one, too, where they go to old San Francisco and meet Mark Twain. No, that was the finale and premiere, I think, of season three and four or four and five. Hmm. That's when Data's head was in, stuck in time for a thousand years or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Futurama period it. And yeah. They dig up Data's head and they're like, what the What the fuck? <laughs> Um, I like the Futurama episode much more than the Next Generation episode. I agree. But, but uh, Gus, I agree with you. The holodeck is like, it's built in jumping the shark right there. It's, mm-hmm. it's lazy writing. It allows them to just go wherever they want and, you know, without any sort of consequence. So. Or I feel like it's almost like the writers were like, I don't want to write another Star Trek episode. Let's, I'm going to write something, you yeah. know, a little different. I want to write a up. Sherlock Holmes episode. Yeah. And I love Moriarty. Let's, yeah, let's use the holodeck. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, we're getting a... That's us. <laughs> Thanks for silencing your phone, Brandon. I was showing him the clip. <laughs> um, Thank you for showing me the clip. Yeah, but it's they true, use it, folks. They use it to, to get you sometimes, like when Worf is in there, like, fighting no, and stuff. Like, it's, it's there's some times where it's not the central part of the story. Correct. In which it's a, a very cool the, accessory. There are appropriate uses for the holodeck. Reskinning the entire episode 
as something else is not an appropriate use. That's true. So another uh, Star Trek Next Generation versus Old Generation we did, and uh, I'd be curious to hear you guys' opinion on this. We did. Um, we were kind of running out of ideas at this point, so we did uh, Riker versus Kirk for the title of Ultimate Ladies' Man of the Universe. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, which is a dubious distinction at best. I think but, uh, yeah. I, would, I would think Kirk would win that one pretty handily. Yeah. Well, I mean, they both sleep around quite a bit. Riker's yeah. very seedy and gross. He's very So sleazy. I think he's more successful. Um, like, he literally fucked his way out of a jam once on an alien planet. <laughs> like, he's like, I need you to help me escape, alien. She's like, yeah, mm-hmm. but only if you fuck me. And mm-hmm. he's like, all right. Yeah, he comes off super <laughs> No, that's, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. No, he will use his sexuality. Um, do you remember that episode? I, I think it was called episode. The Game. Where Wesley, it's got like Ashley Judd in it, and yeah, everybody's he goes to that orgy those, planet. Yeah, yeah, and he comes at, back. At the beginning, the orgy Riker game. is on the orgy planet, and yeah. it's just all, he's like wearing these silk bathrobes, <laughs> and he's just like a total like gigolo for this woman on the planet. And um, but the whole episode is like a metaphor. Uh, if you watch it closely, and I'm going to stand by this, it's a metaphor for STDs because, like, Riker goes down to the planet in a silk bathrobe to bed this lady, and he ends up bringing back this game back to the ship. And I think it's like goggles, and you put on the goggles, mm-hmm. and, and it's just the worst, like, mid-'90s graphics, early-'90s graphics that you can imagine. But everybody's mm-hmm. addicted to this game. And it's up to Wesley and, and Ashley Judd to try to, the to stamp it out. Yeah, the, the, exactly. The virgins on the ship have totally to stamp out the STDs that Riker brought back up from the planet. I can totally see this metaphor now that you say that. Yeah. yeah. So do you think that STDs are going to get worse as we start mating with other species across the universe? <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume so. Our, our immune systems aren't built for that. Yeah. Well, let's find some other species first. But um, yeah, the first yeah. things, uh, we'll put it on our to-do list. Find aliens, number one. Number two, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, I, I forget. Did you say your sh- Yeah, I know you said you yeah. have a show in Seattle and Portland. Are they both going to be uh, based, uh, talking about Twilight? Yes. It's gonna, they're, both, they're all going to be Twilight shows because Twilight is, is one of our most popular and one of our funnest and funniest shows. And, and uh, you know, like you guys, I think a lot of people are curious about Twilight, they've heard about the phenomenon, but they they would absolutely not go see it under normal circumstances. But um, but if somebody's there making fun of it, then this is a good chance for you to see it in safety. Then it's acceptable. Yeah, it's like a comedy condom that you can put on <laughs> so that you don't get infected by the Twilight virus. Uh, are you doing the first Twilight movie? Uh, we are doing the first one. We actually we've you know we've made it a point of going through the entire series, and we're up to the third one here in Austin. We're, we're currently mocking Eclipse, which is the third one. Um, but uh, but we're going to take our first one up to Seattle and Portland so that you can see what we've done in the past. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's a great show. I remember um, Twilight was always one of those movies where I thought people just overplayed how bad it was because people just like to talk shit about movies. Yeah, you know. Um, I think ever since like movie started it was like just silent in like two minutes. Um, but so what did you think? Was it as bad or as good? It was yeah, it was just as bad as everyone yeah. said. I was really surprised except for the it was the baseball scene that it really hit me and I was just like I can't believe it. Like I I I don't think I'm being that guy, but no, this is just the shittiest thing I've ever seen. It doesn't make any sense about 2 thirds of the way through the movie, you know, if you're 
they, they take a break from the main plot and decide to play a game of baseball out in a field, and the vampires are really good at baseball, and they love it. It's, is is it vampires versus werewolves? Yeah, I wish it was. <laughs> I, I wish, that, I would have, that would actually have made it a better movie. No, it's vampires versus vampires. And, hmm. you know, they're like, because there are no real rules in this universe, they can do anything. They can fly, and they can catch, you they know. They can fly? Well, they, yeah, I, Edward can actually fly. I'm not sure if all of them can fly. But uh, Edward can fly, so he can catch fly balls, and they can all jump really, really high. So, yeah, and they sparkle. Interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually really curious to see it. Now. There's I, some I great jokes in that. And I don't want to spoil now. That yeah, I know not that too many doing. spoilers. But but yeah, if you're in Seattle, come see us on July 19th at the SIF Uptown Revenge of the SIF. And uh, if you're in Portland, then come see us at Cinema 21 on July 20th and 21st. That's next week. What is that? Next uh, Thursday, Thursday in Friday? Seattle and Friday and Saturday in Portland. And the tickets sell out pretty quickly, so you got to get them before you go up to the uh, to the window. Um, so do you, what, do, you, do you fly out to Seattle and just drive down to Portland? Yeah, we're actually... Uh, we're going to do a themed tour uh, because, you know, the movie, the Twilight series takes place in a small town in Washington State called Forks. Uh, so we're going to fly to Seattle, do the show there, and then drive down to Portland. And on the way, we're going to take a little detour and go to Forks and see what it's actually like and try to find some vampires. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, it's ridiculous. That's an interesting idea. <laughs> I, 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 hope you, I hope you all at least play some baseball while you're there. Are you going to shoot it? Uh, yeah, we're going to film it and uh, make a little mini documentary out of it. It's really, it's kind of sad, actually. It's really pathetic how uh, attached we've become to the Twilight series, just because it's our job. But now we've seen probably, you know, the first Twilight we've seen over 30 or 40 times. We've seen it more than most Twihards have seen <laughs> these movies. Yeah. And, um,. You know what? What is it called? Where you build up a, an attachment to your to your it's captor? Like Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome or Helsinki syndrome. I always get confused because in Die Hard they you know, they say the wrong one actually. Oh. Um, but yes, I think it's Stockholm syndrome. Anyway, we have that for Twilight. It's a mm-hmm. terrible, terrible series, but it's our bread and butter, and it's so much fun to make fun of. So, so now we're all girly, and we're going to take the Twilight Forks tour when we go up there. <laughs> I wonder if that's a big thing. I wonder if you'll encounter other like Twilight fans who are... I'm sure we will. It's like an industry there, because I think there's nothing else going on in Forks. Sorry, Forks, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, it's like up there with Kurt Cobain's hometown. I think it's a big tourist attraction for people who, you know, want to do the Twilight adventure. Interesting. Yeah. All right, well, for anyone who's interested, we'll have links in the link dump and in the Enhanced Podcast to the ticketing for the shows on the 19th in Seattle and the 20th and 21st in Portland. You should definitely check it out. But uh, we don't want to keep you too much longer, John. Thanks but for having me. Thank guys. you for coming on. Yeah. I hope, uh, hope you have a good show out there. Thanks very much.